Kansas City FC is on the air. Oh, what a beauty! Dylan Maris! Top-class stuff to give Louisville a one-to-nothing lead. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Winder on the rebound, and he scores! Elijah Winder gives Louisville the lead. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Inside Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky, lies the matchup between Oakland Roots and Louisville City. Filling in for Jeff Milby tonight, I'm Joey Lindstrom, alongside the great Casey Whitfield, and so good to be with you here tonight. Oakland is third in the Western Conference, visiting tonight with 40 points in 25 games. 11 wins, 7 losses, and 7 draws. They were once 6-6-1 through 13 games earlier this season, and now 11-7-7. Quite an improvement for the Roots arriving here in Louisville. Goals for, they have 35 and goals against 28. On the Louisville City side, 6-5-2 at home with an overall record of 10 wins, 8 losses, and 7 draws. They are fifth in the Eastern Conference. Outside looking into the top four, 37 points through 25 games. And Casey, a whole lot to like about this matchup. There might be some scoring on the table, but... What we're looking for for Louisville City specifically, outside looking into the playoffs, they need a big game tonight. Out of all three, it's a must-win for them. I mean, they have not been in the form that I think fans and the team themselves expect them to be at. They're used to be sitting at the top of the table, and right now kind of sitting middle of the table there in the playoffs, not really where they want to be, and they're coming up tonight to play Oakland, who is playing some of their best soccer. They're starting to put the pieces together at the right time. They're beginning to string everything together, beginning to gel and click right in time for playoffs. So it's a massive, massive opportunity for Louisville City that they have to get the three points. It is a must-win game here at home. Oakland Roots, last four games, the defeated New Mexico, lost to Colorado Springs, defeated Charleston Battery and drew against Detroit. This is a team, much like you said, has that that, uh, proclivity to score in a lot of different ways. But what they like to do, they give themselves the chance and press against that opposite team. Yeah, and that's going to be tough because Louisville City is a team that likes to play out of the back. They are used to having a lot of possession. They have changed it a little bit where they've allowed other teams to have the possession they've been sitting in, but they're a team that still likes to play possession. So I think the pressure that Oakland's going to bring is really going to be tricky on the back line, and I think that's a lot of the reasons that we see a little bit different formation tonight. Last four games for Louisville City, a win against FC Tulsa, a draw against Charleston Battery, a draw against Rio Grande Valley, and loss against Birmingham Legion, their most recent loss coming last Saturday. And what happened in that loss that really showed that they can improve? Danny Cruz felt like he, there were some positive things to go out. Of course, you lose uh, Dia in, the, in your back line. That's going to hurt him again tonight, hopefully to bounce back. Amadou Dia does so much, not only defensively, but what he's able to contribute offensively with the runs he makes going forward, the services he has inside the box. It's really going to be difficult for them tonight to be able to replicate that now they are bringing in oscar jimenez for amadou dia who is 
I believe he might be the leading assister. If not, he is right up there within the top three. And so you aren't losing necessarily the service side of things, but it's it's always tough when you see that. But I think the big thing for Louisville City has just been their creativity offensively. It just hasn't been clicking for them. They've been doing the right things going forward, but then once they get in the final third, they haven't been able to convert or I like to call it celebrate all the hard work that they've done by putting the ball in the back of the net. He is second all-time in Louisville regular season okay. assists. So I got you back. Close, I got you back, Casey. <laughs> There's so much more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break uh, here on ESPN 680. When we come back, we'll have Casey Whitfield's keys to the game. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. The summer weather is probably taking a toll on your roof, and you may not even be aware. So take a look at your roof, and if you have any kind of damage, call Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. They'll work with your insurance company and go to bat for you if they have to so you can get the coverage you deserve. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal replaced my roof four years ago, and they did great work and timely work. And that's what Carlin has done since 1984. 458-9898 or online at carlinroofs.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft, proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Back at Lynn Family Stadium. Fanfare and introduction coming soon. You're listening to the pregame show. Louisville City and Oakland Roots getting set to square off. These teams are not so different, mind you. Failed to score for the first time in six games. That was Louisville City. And Oakland had their own six-game unbeaten streak. That beat New Mexico on Wednesday um, to get themselves into a spot where they feel more comfortable. Excuse me. Prior to Colorado Springs, they were on a six-game unbeaten streak. Then... Uh, beating New Mexico Wednesday. This feels like for Louisville City, they could use this game as a jumping pad, if you will, 100%. to try to get themselves and propel 100%. their spirit into the end of the into this run of the playoffs. And that's what this game has to be. I mean, there's eight games left in the season. This game 
like I said, has to be a win. You're at home. You're in front of your fans. It's not within your side of the conference. It's a West Conference versus Eastern Conference. So you have a little cross-conference match, which are always super fun. So a great opportunity to get some points, try to climb back up the table and see if you can get a home match for the playoffs. But it's no question about it. They, they have to win this game. 2015 and 2019. What sticks out about both those seasons, the last time Louisville City had two eight-loss seasons, two, lo two, two seasons with eight losses in those single campaigns. We are set and ready. We've been anticipating this since the pregame show started. Your keys to the game, My Casey keys Whitfield. keys to the game. So tonight, Blue City has to be proactive, not reactive offensively. So we can't be waiting for the game to come to us. We have to be proactive and set the pace and the style that we want to play. We have to make sure that we're moving the ball and being active off the ball so we can break down the back line and create some solid scoring chances. Then we have to be tight defensively. And I mean this in a couple different ways. So first, we have to be tight to our, our marks on any and all services in the box, over the top, anything that is the ball is coming in to a scoring area. We have to make sure that we are tight to our marks, tight to our runners. And then we also have to be tight in our defensive shape. That's something that we've always been so good at. But we have to make sure we're staying tight, staying compact, so we're difficult to break down. And then finally, be willing to fight the fight. Tonight is not going to be an easy game. Things haven't been going the way we would hope they'd be going, especially at this point in the season. So tonight we have to be willing to fight the fight and leave it all on the field so we can come away with the three points at home and finish the season strong like we've been talking about. Set the stage for the rest of the season. With Amadou Dia being out of the lineup tonight, it opens a different conversation about maybe the shape that Louisville City might play tonight as yeah, well. Yeah, so I think we're going to see them back in the traditional 4-3-3 that we've seen them for the majority of the season. And I think a lot of this is not only due to Amadou Dia being out, but also to the way that Oakland is going to line up. They're going to line up probably in a 3-4-3, and they are a team that likes to press, likes to put a lot of pressure on the back line. And with us being a little shaky, maybe not as confident as we would like to be coming into this game by dropping a few more players back and solidifying the back line, playing a shape that's comfortable for us, I think it's going to allow us to be the most successful. And we also get to see a few new faces up top, which I'm really excited that Gonzalez is back in the starting lineup because I think he is going to bring so much creativity that has been lacking offensively. Yeah, Jorge Gonzalez. His first minute since June 3rd, uh, last game when he entered in the 69th minute against Birmingham. He got a shot off as well. He was obviously trying to get involved as much as he could. Sprinklers are going on the field here at Louisville City in anticipation about 10 and a half minutes till first touch. Talk about a couple, a couple reasons why these coaches are so great between these two squads. We can start with Oakland first. Noah Delgado, 43 years old. This is his first full season. Oakland spent... Uh, the bulk of their inception in the NISA, and the, they were Western Conference champs at one time. They joined uh, the USL Champions League in 2021. Noah Delgado was 7-4-1 on an interim basis in 22, and he's taken this club to uh, now prominence in that Western Conference, now in the top four right now, third in the Western Conference. Danny Cruz on the opposite side, third season, his second full season, took over also on an interim basis for John Hackworth. Last year they had a lot of success because of tactic changes, strategy changes, and mostly being able to utilize that veteran lineup and mix it with some of the newcomers as well. 
that's always been such an advantage for Louisville City is the number of players that they're able to return each season and then bringing in uh, some younger talent, bringing in some players from other teams to kind of mesh with the core and really build from that core. And I, I think that's why a lot of fans are frustrated this year is because they did return so many players. So what's different? Why is it? Why aren't things the same? And it's just trying to figure out other the other teams are changing just as well so making sure that they're adjusting the way they're playing but I, I love that there's two young coaches that are really making a difference in the league and you can see the impact that they've had on both of these teams starting off maybe a little rough but then both of them able to kind of find their rhythm find their flow and the style that works for both teams and he has a contract through 2025 that is Danny Cruz there's also another part I wanted to mention as well, think about Amadou Dia being out. Brian Ownby has been a little bit questionable here and there. He is on the substitutions list, which we'll get to the starting lineups here after the national anthem shortly. Lots of like in this matchup. 37 points for Louisville City. Oakland Roots, 40 points through 25 games. We're going to break for our national anthem and get you the starting lineups on the way back. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. The collection of items in our household from Louisville Furniture is up to four now. Two dressers, a bed, and a table in our house have all come from Louisville Furniture. Why? Simple, because they have great furniture at great prices. And maybe the biggest reason, they have so many items in stock in their warehouse. That means it can be in your home in a matter of days. And right now, Louisville Furniture has deep discounts up to 65% off and 0% financing options available as well. That's Louisville Furniture right by the Middletown Water Towers. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Welcome you back to Louisville City and Oakland Roots getting you set for kickoff six minutes away. And we bring you now tonight's starting lineups presented by Breeze Airways. We will get started with the away team, the Oakland Roots Soccer Club. In goal, Paul Blanchett rounding out for right back Danny Barbier, center back Neville Hackshaw, left back Emra Clementa. In midfield, Wolfgang Prentice, Tarek Morad. Napo Matsoso, Memo Diaz, and Trayvon Reed. Johnny Rodriguez and Lindo Mfeka 
will round out the forwarding attackers for Oakland Roots. For Louisville City, it is very some familiar faces and some that will be subbing out and in later on in the day. In goal, it is Oliver Zimla. Oscar Jimenez uh, works the left back spot. Uh, Wes Charby will work that left center spot. Sean Tosh in right center back. Carlos Moguel in right back. Manny Perez will round out the back line. Jorge Gonzalez, Elijah Winder, Paolo Del Piccolo, who will be wearing the captain's armband tonight in midfield along with Ray Serrano and at the number nine position, Wilson Harris. So a little bit of different look. You find Louisville City working this formation of 5 through 3, 5 through 2 rather, um, according to our, at least our book. But here you go. This is this is almost kickoff time and a lot to like out of the starters. Well, and one thing that's interesting, we've talked uh, in the pregame about the young and the old players. And if you look at the lineup for Louisville City, there is a lot of youth or newer players out there. You have, like, even the front three, Serrano, Harrison, Gonzalez, all players that are relatively new at Louisville City. Winder, who's a young player. But then you have Del Piccolo there that's anchoring them, that's kind of going to be the leader out there. I'm excited to see the, the attacking lineup for Louisville City because I do think that those players that are out there are very dynamic. They're very creative players, and I think that's exactly what they need in order to break down a really solid back line for Oakland. So. Oh, and Dam, also another player that's out yeah. for, for Louisville City as well. There is a little bit of a dynamic shift here. Referees tonight, Abdu Nadia, Eric Wood, and Chris Slain. Fourth official will be Matt Geringer. Player walkouts getting ready to go here at Lynn Family Stadium. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night. Super excited. Very there. excited. So be ready, listeners. There might be a few references and puns coming your way. I think there has to be. Like, I, I think the, <laughs> the listeners would be disappointed if there wasn't because then they get to celebrate the Ninja Turtles tonight as well. They were donning the Ninja Turtle warm-ups. I wish there was some kind of turtle shell on the Would back of the cool? kits for Loose City. I mean, come on. We Just could... something to put out there. Oakland Roots have the beautiful mosaic shoulders on their white kits tonight. They are dressed from head to toe in white. Louisville City dressed from head to toe in that magical purple, that royal purple, mind you. And again, it sure would be nice to have a little turtle shell. Regardless, we take it out of the way. It's going to be a beautiful matchup on a beautiful night. Steady 88 degrees, humidity about the same. So it's it's a sticky one outside here in the Derby City. Yeah, the weather is definitely, I think, going to play a factor. It's not as hot as it has been, but I, that does play take a toll on the players. I will think that there will be a water break or some sort of break within the half for players because it is so hot outside. But this could actually play into favor for Louisville City. They've been playing in this heat all week. They've been training in this heat. It's a Being in Louisville, it's a different kind of heat than really anywhere else. So... Definitely, I think weather's going to play a factor. But other than that, it's a beautiful night for soccer. And tons of fans out here to support. This is a, a really good showing out of the fans. Of course, more fans are filing in. You have people in the family zone over on the south end zone, uh, opposite the Estipinal end. And we're getting set here for a kickoff in Louisville in two minutes shortly. You know, another part of this uh, dynamic you know, fortunes seem to improve in July when the transfer deal to send Mushigalusa on loan to San Diego uh, for the, through the end of the season. They get Kyle Adams, and he works himself in the lineup a little bit. How does that dynamic change when you have a player who, you know, was with you for such a long time? 
There you go on loan, but he'll be back, of course, by the end of the season. But that, that dynamic with Adams has definitely made a change. I've really liked what Kyle Adams has brought, and I think a lot of fans were originally upset that they weren't signing an attacking player. But what signing another center back did for Louisville City and has done for them is when they're able to play that three-back system, it gives them more freedom offensively. They're able to contribute more numbers offensively and get players like Manny Perez, Oscar Jimenez, Amadou Dia up the sidelines and helping to attack. It allows the wing forwards to not have to spread so wide. They can kind of tuck in and support the center forward. So even though we lost Mushigalusa, who was fabulous, he was great for us, I do think signing Adams was a really great addition to this team and what they needed at that point. He's not in the lineup today, but that doesn't mean we necessarily won't see him. And I do truly think the reason the lineup changed that he's not in here is because of the way that Oakland plays and trying to respect that and make sure that they are covering all their bases so they don't allow an easy look for Oakland. You offered your keys to the game earlier get a little intel from Noah Delgado against Blue City you, you got to be organized when you're attacking and you have to be able to respect their dynamic pressure get them get yourselves in good spots to be able to score find yourself on the wings and put yourself in scoring position see if they can do that tonight against this uh, Louisville City team with everything to play for they have made the Eastern Conference final every single year of the club's existence that is an impressive feat They've had a couple late pushes. 2015 and 2019 were referenced earlier. 2018, rather, were referenced earlier when they had eight losses in both those seasons, still making the Eastern Conference Final. It's and not that, over yet. It's not over, it's not over yet. yet. There have been a lot of ups and downs with this yes. season, but regardless, Louisville City stays hungry. That is for sure. We are getting ready for first touch. Wilson Harris gets us going. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night and in honor of Michelangelo. Cowabunga, my dudes. Let's get this party started. Working immediately through to the attacking third. Trying to pitch their pace on. That is Louisville City. Oscar Jimenez was working it. Now back into center circle. Pushing up to Jorge Gonzalez. Headed down inside. Harris scooting across. Chance at the goal. And deflected away, toe-tapped by Oakland Roots, Daniel Gomez. That's some really good, nice combination play there. Nice long ball from Sean Tosh. And Gonzalez does well to head it down to find Winder. And good little combination play between Winder and Harris. That's what these players can bring. They put themselves in good positions to link up there inside the box. Menez works back line. Back over to West Sharpie. He scoots. Back up into the attacking half, looking for Jorge Gonzalez, contending against Oakland Roots' Jesse Alcedeño. Or rather, it's Emra Clementa. And this will be a throw-in for Louisville City on their wide left near corner. Gonzalez not too happy with that one, and I understand what he's saying because it looked like it hit off of the Oakland defender as the ball was coming in, and Gonzalez thought he could grab the ball and play it quickly and maybe get one past the referee, but regardless, Oakland's ball here. Clemente will throw in near left corner on the wing. Scoots it to Mfeka. And Oakland will continue to try to work out. He's spinning, pirouetting to try to get out of this pressure out of Louisville City. And McGool, uh, Miguel, excuse me, works through. Ball is tipped high in the air. Falls to Manny Perez. 
and more pressure from Wilson Harris, leading goal scorer for this team. And stays with Oakland after the foul call. And I think that's a bit of a soft foul there, but it's going to get called every time. They're both going for the ball. It's a little shoulder-to-shoulder contact. Maybe Harris a little too strong on that one, but I like the energy that Louisville City is coming out with. They are trying to be the aggressor. They're setting the pace. The pressure has been very good, and it's made it difficult for Oakland to break out of. This is an opportunity now, though, for Oakland to see if they can clear it out of this area, get the ball in their half of the field, and work it a little bit offensively. Paul Blanchett gathers in the defensive third for Oakland. And we will see likely the first possession in the defensive end for Louisville City attacking are the roots. Scooting to the back line, now defended well, and Trayvon Reed gains the ball at the end line. Working, finding some spot against West Sharpie. And he contends back. Now moving along into the inside channel, or outside channel rather. Ball is scooped into the arms of Oliver Zimla that and Lucity Gaines. It was nicely dealt with, though, by Louisville City, I think, dropping back off of a very missed clearance from Wes Sharpie, very uncharacteristic. But Louisville City did well to respond, get numbers back behind the ball, and not really allow Oakland to be able to have a free service in the box. Ball tip back from Diaz of Oakland. And the throw in will come from Oscar Jimenez. Really nice crowd on hand as the sun sets behind our press box here. Near sideline. Ball pirouetted over top and a big collision. Johnny Rodriguez tried to climb the ladder over top West Jarpie. And that'll be a foul. Abdu Nadei. I love that Little. he waved the referee over. He's like, come on, come talk to me. He's like, give me a tongue lashing. <laughs> he really, I mean, he was thinking because that he got undercut, so to speak, that the foul should have been on the Louisville City player, but he jumped into the Louisville City player and jumped on top of them and therefore initiating the contact, and it's the correct call from the referee. I think it's the perfect decision, uh, but I, I like how he waved him over to try to argue his case. He knew he was in trouble. He knew what he, he did. did. <laughs> West Sharpie scoots back to Zimla. Zimla will approach 2,000 minutes this season. Now here comes Louisville City. Working nicely ahead. Out in front of the mouth of the goal. And it's saved by Blanchett. Beautiful look by Winder. Well, and what having Winder and Gonzalez in there is going to allow is such interchange between those two. Both players are capable of playing the wing, and both players are capable of playing that 10 position. But that was such good goalkeeping from Blanchett to come out and make himself big. It's really good link up play. Winder's in on goal. You think he's going to score. But Blanchett does so well coming out, making himself big, and cutting off every single angle. That is excellent goalkeeping there for Oakland. Neville Hackshaw is down, so the trainers are attending to him. Of course, time will not stop. Yes, that was a great look. I mean, he was right into the six. Winder known for being able to close, and he's improving in that area. Unfortunately, he had the brick wall of Blanchett back there. And that's, that's tough. As the keeper's coming out there, and the ball was a little behind him, trying to make sure he got his hips around it to pass around the keeper. That's a tough angle and one that really you're not going to score a whole lot when the keeper comes out that way. So, again, just, just excellent goalkeeping there to keep his team level because if he hesitates at all or stays on his line, that ball's in the back of the net. 
Neviel Hackshaw will walk off under his own power. The 6-1-2-10 player from Trinidad and Tobago, formerly Indy 11, transferred to Oakland Roots last season, second year with the team. Two-time All-USL champion with the Indy 11. And that will leave Oakland to find their additional player to get in. And Blanchett will start at his own six. Wilson Harris contending and flirting with maybe getting himself involved with the goalkeeper. And Blanchett takes his time. High skying ball all the way down to the opposite end into the attacking third of Louisville City. Nicely done by Santosh to wiggle that one around. Bicycle kicked out, and Manny Perez was contended with over on the far sideline in the corner. And now working in the offensive half center circle, we're over to Memo Diaz. He curls a ball outside, and West Sharpie uh, is there to punt it out. Well, and that's the first real possession that we've been able to see Oakland have within their offensive half, the first time they've been working it around. And one thing was they weren't able to find a pass into the middle of the field. They had to work around the backside. There was no opportunity to really play through the middle of that defensive shape of Louisville City, and that's something that Louisville City has always done so well. Diaz from the wide right corner. Dust is down, and Feka. And Gonzalez skies this one away, but it's recovered by Oakland. Ridley shot on and blocked away from the back line. A lot of commotion in the middle for Loose City. Now headed up into the wide corner. End line balls out, and this will go back to Louisville City. And again, being forced to go around the back, going forced to go out wide, still not able to find that over the top or the middle ball to kind of break down the pressure. So Oakland really going to see if they need to have a little more movement within the middle of the field so they can break down the defensive shape of Louisville City. And Louisville City needs to continue to stay compressed defensively to make it difficult to break down. Elijah Wander up top. Gonzalez and Wilson now giving chase back over to Blanchett as that ball creeps over and he punts one away all the way down to Tosh who heads it back to Oliver Zimla. Nicely done by Sean Tosh. Now Louisville City is able to settle and get set. And it looks like Oakland's not having a super high line of confrontation. They're kind of allowing Louisville City to play around the back and waiting for them to kind of break through that first line of pressure before they uh, uh, apply their press. Working into the 10th minute of our matchup here. Casey, your early impressions. So far, I think Louisville City has looked really good. They look a lot more dynamic offensively, and they look more creative with a little more link-up play. For Oakland, I don't think they've been able to settle into this match. They're beginning to as this game is going on, but I think they were a little shocked by the speed of play that Louisville City's playing at. Here comes Memo Diaz scooting over and nicely defended by Louisville City. They were trying to look. Barbier over to Diaz once again, and now here comes Louisville City on the run. It's Oscar Jimenez on the outside channel working the sideline, and he will be poked away by Memo again. Really unfortunate there. Uh, not really a likely touch there that we see from Oscar Jimenez. If he's able to keep that one in, he has Wilson Harris making a really nice run coming forward. Ray Serrano was pushing forward. So was Elijah Winder. So there were numbers going forward for Louisville City. Just has to clean up that touch. 
Tosh working in the back line with Sharpie. They exchange glances as they head over to Mag Carlos Miguel Jr. Back to Sharpie. And Oakland Roots trying to press a little bit, at least try to flirt with something like that. Now they're beginning to get a little more comfortable in this game, as we can see. Gonzalez scoots up to Wilson Harris. And the ball nicely supplanted by Neville Hackshaw, who's back out there after a brief leave of absence. And Amfeko comes back up. Here come the Oakland Roots in the attacking third of Louisville City. Working ahead against uh, Manny Perez. And the shot goes wide of Zimla. Not a bad look there, especially given that the sun is right in Zimla's eyes. So Oakland needs to see if they can take a little more advantage of that. But I like the footwork there down the sideline. It's not a bad shot. But again, Oakland growing into this game, beginning to get more confident and look more dangerous going forward. And as they begin to gain their confidence, we've seen less going forward for Louisville City. Definitely seem to be taking advantage of the moment when they get in this office of possession. Another part of this is the clearances by uh, Blanchett have been very, very strong to get them in early possession. Well, it's pretty obvious that what their game plan is is just completely bypass the middle of the field where it's all congested and see if they can get some players over top running in behind, running at the back line. Memo Diaz will throw in, uh, rather, and excuse me, Clementa will throw in. He's working our near sideline into the attacking half now of Louisville City. Working along the midline in the center circle. Oakland Roots working backwards to go forwards. This is Danny Barbier. Trying to scoot it to Trayvon Reed. Now Louisville City back in possession. Up ahead to Wilson Harris inside the 18. He takes a rip and it's saved by Blanchett. That's such good dynamic movement, making the run from the wing all the way across the middle of the field to have that ball over top. That's the movement that they need, and those are the runs that are so difficult to defend because players don't want to track it all the way across the field because if they do, they leave the side of the field open. So it, it then forces the back line to have to communicate. So really good movement up top there for Louisville City. The estipinal end is where the Oakland Roots are headed. Johnny Rodriguez corrals it, and we are back into the center circle of a Tarek Murat. Tarek, excuse me. Former Lou City player, now captain for the Oakland Roots team, making a little brief homecoming, if you will. I think fans will remember him as a center back. Back at Slugger Field is when he was uh, playing for the boys in purple. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't have fond memories of Slugger, Slugger Field, Field yes. in, the, in the middle of summer? <laughs> I didn't do our 14th minute. Nothing doing so far for either side. Zimla punts this one away to try to clearance in the center circle. Looking ahead, Wilson Harris and Jorge Gonzalez. Now working the back line. This is West Sharpie and... Ray Serrano for Louisville. Charby sending into the center circle. We're going to head Paolo Del Piccolo. Now just a brief absence. Brief absence. He gets contact in the attacking half with Napo Matsoso, another former Lou City player making his homecoming. A shot was taken by Oscar Jimenez. Trying to get through to run a play, maybe, after Paolo Piccolo 
gets tripped up. This will be a free kick. A fifth third bank free kick for Paolo Del Piccolo. It was a great turn by Del Piccolo, and I think Matt Soso just got a little frustrated there against his former teammate. But this is a difficult angle for a set piece because it's pretty far out. It's not really going to be a shot because you're just outside of the, the halfway circle. So a little too far out for a shot, a little too square on for a cross. So these are the ones where you have to come up with some fancy set piece play, maybe play the ball out wide and then have a service in. Uh, it's good that you have Mogel standing over top. He's very good with distribution, but I imagine it may be going out wide before coming back inside. We're about five yards in front of the center circle in the attacking half, 25 yards from the 18. Ball was briefly headed out at the entry pass, and Oscar Jimenez corrals for the back line now. Louisville City working through. Charpy over to Miguel Jr. And back over to Sean Tosh. Scooting ahead and intercepted by Danny Barbier. Now up ahead, Louisville City. Del Piccolo out in front. Chance. Blanchette save. Another chance. This time, that time was Manny Perez. And Louisville City gains it back, but not after a foul dictated by Abdu Nadal. And Blanchette is down in the mouth of the goal. Looks like he just needs a breather. Possibly got the wind knocked out under the goalkeeper. I mean, after two incredible saves again, I mean, yeah. he's coming up huge right now for Oakland. Great little combination play. Paulo Del Piccolo slipping Ray Serrano in. Serrano does really well to get a shot up, but again, Blanchett coming strong off of his line and cutting off any sort of angle that Serrano could have. And then the rebound shot pops out to Manny Perez, and I don't think Perez really got the right contact that he needed on that shot for it really to end up in the back of the net. But regardless, Blanchett was there no matter what and was able to save that one. So definitely would need a breather after both of those massive saves. He has kept Oakland in this game because it could easily be 2-0 right now. There is some extra grease behind those shots for yeah. sure. And Blanchett is, yeah, I believe he may have just been winded from that little exchange there. That was a lot. That was a whole lot to handle. That was a lot for us to handle. I know. And he's, uh, he's out there doing the work. <laughs> He's donning the all-orange kit in the back of the cage. Ali Zimla for Louisville City at the estipital end in the all-Carolina blue. I don't mean for that to be a hard spot, you know, know. you being a Listen, former ACC player. But playing here's against, the thing, against everybody UNC. loves the Carolina blue. How uh, yeah, do you yeah. not love the Carolina blue? The reason why it's called Carolina blue versus powder or exactly. what have you, light blue. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an iconic color. It is, it is. And, it's, and Ali Zimla is soccer. rocking it. Especially, especially in soccer. Especially in soccer, that's right. Blanchett, about 10 yards away from his own 18-yard box. And he'll get ready to boot this one once again, working down to the outside channel on near side. Tough contact for, with Gonzalez and Clementa. Now to Zimfeka. Scooting ahead and intercepted now by Louisville City. No Cameron Lancaster in the lineup tonight. You might be expecting to hear that name called, and he will not be entering. He's listed on our sub chart. Ball passing ahead is Louisville City all the way into the hands of Blanchett. So it's a right idea, but when you play those types of services, you have to make sure that you texture the ball a little bit. So that way you put a little backspin on it. So when it bounces, it's going to slow up. So it's going to allow Harris or whoever is running onto it to get on the end of it instead of just bouncing long into the goalkeeper's hands like we saw just there. And Blanchett, too long of a clearance pass. That, goal, that ball goes out of bounds, and 
Louisville City will have it on the outside channel, far side, right ahead of the center circle, and the midfielders will work through. The Piccolo was the intended target on that pass, and Matsoso scoops it away. There are seven, excuse me, nine players from Project 510, the MLS Next Pro team for this Oakland Roots soccer club. And quite a presence when you have multiple players going through your developmental system, and that has really helped them create this sort of run that they've had in the Western Conference this year, resulting in a third-place spot as of now as we stand today. Well, it's nice when you have strong academies to be able to build the style that you want, build the foundations that you want. And I think we're starting to see that also with Louisville City and the academy here. There have been several academy products that have been able to come in and be successful for Louisville City as well. Oscar Jimenez caught the clearance pass from Blanchett on his head, and it went back out onto the end lines of Blanchett and his center backs to his left and right are Hackshaw, as well as Clementa. After a long, long clearance pass, now Del Piccolo corrals it. Louisville City back in the attacking third once again. He scoops it up to uh, Jimenez, rather, or Gonzalez, excuse me. And it's back out to Oakland. Brief interception, now Mfeka on the run in the outside channel. We're going to get in the attacking half. Now scooping ahead, diagonaling pass. Intended target there was Murad and is going to be corralled by Louisville City once again, Oscar Jimenez. This game really beginning to open up because both players willing to commit so many numbers going forward. Now it's Louisville City on the run. Wide, far corner. Over to the top right, that is Manny Perez, and he'll be throwing in now after the contact with Hackshaw, who scooped the ball to bounce. Louisville City doing a lot better, getting those numbers going forward and looking for some combination play. I will say, though, when they get at the top of the box, I would like to see them try to have a shot maybe instead of trying to link up, play those little passes, have a shot, and then that's going to open up the passes that you want to play later. Far side, now near side ball with Charpy. Working right to left are Louisville City in the 21st minute against the Oakland Roots. Now the head to Del Piccolo, defended well by Hackshaw. Sweeping pass underneath to Harris, and it is deflected away by Oakland once again. Charpy tries to keep this in play up to Oscar Jimenez. Working hard against Matsoso, who's got a little bit of a spice to his feet tonight, making his homecoming. Yeah, Matt Sosa playing with a bit of an edge against his former teammates there, having a nice little shove in the back against Oscar Jimenez. And not really the place you want to give up a set piece because you've got a player like Jimenez who can whip a ball in with his left foot and is very good at set pieces from this distance. You also have Mogel Jr. who can whip it in with the right foot, again, with a different type of service. But for me, I think this has to be a left-footed service, kind of bending away from the goalkeeper and bending into the path of the runs. And I would like to see the ball right around the six-yard box for a nice header. Ten yards to the right of the box from Plant, from Blanchett's point of view. Near side for us. Set piece, it is Oscar Jimenez and Carlos Mogel Jr. Working through for this set piece. And a huge opportunity on a free kick. Sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. It will be Jimenez curling towards the mouth of the goal. And it is Blanchett saving before Del Piccolo had a chance to head it in. 
and that is exactly where you want the ball to go. I think just a little bit too high because his teammate wasn't able to get on the end of it, but exactly where you want again. Blanchett, incredible goalkeeping, coming out strong, owning his box. Fourth year in the USL Champions League. Best in the league in saves and shutouts at the moment is Paul Blanchett from Palo Alto, California originally. Last year playing at Rio Grande Valley up to Wilson Harris on the near side and scooped out by Clementa. Throw in Oscar Jimenez trying to go quick here. Down working to the wide near left corner on the wing is Wilson Harris and tapped out for uh, actually was off of Clementa and this will go back to Oscar Jimenez working himself down to Jorge Gonzalez into that corner again near side entry pass Clementa sends that ball into the beer garden here at Lynn Family Stadium out of the end line another corner coming up for Lou City and a good opportunity to get a service in the box. I really like what Gonzalez has been able to do this game. He's been so dynamic, not only out on this left side, but making runs in behind, linking up with Wilson Harris. Having him back into the starting lineup is a huge asset for Louisville City. Louisville City fans are making some proper noise. Carlos Mogel Jr. will take the corner kick. Sponsored by Vi-Fi. He will dish this over to Oscar Jimenez on the near side. Curling pass off the right foot, and Hackshaw. Perfect timing to head away that ball, and another corner kick to follow suit. Those are always those nervy moments, though, as defenders, as the ball's coming in, and you know you have to clear it because if you don't, the other team can get on it. But then if you miss that clearance in any way, shape, or form, it's going to end up in the back of the net, and Hackshaw got that one right. Carlos Mogel Jr., near side corner, same spot as last time. Is this the second try that Louisville City needs? Entry pass into the box. Hackshaw headed out again, and it is falling down to Mogel Jr. on the near left side again. Into the corner, back wing, entry pass, headed out. And now another chance, Ray Serrano working back to Manny Perez. Scooting ahead, nicely done. Dub falls in the lap of Del Piccolo at the 18. Crossing pass. Headed out by Johnny Rodriguez, and the ball will be sent out way past the far left side, far right side corner. And I think the the return pass in was just a little bit forced by Louisville City. I think they had time to be a little more patient with it, especially when Paulo Del Piccolo picks the ball up there at the top of the box. He tries to force the service back into the box when really there weren't the numbers there, the bodies weren't there. Instead, maybe see if he can have a few touches. He had space in front of him. Take a few touches, have it go yourself, or see if you can work it back around to have a more successful cross because I think it was a bit of a wasted opportunity. We're entering the 26th minute of our match so far. Not too many chances for either side. Now working inside channel to Wilson Harris, scooped up and corralled by Oakland. Maybe a brief chance here. Ray Serrano contending with some of the Oakland back line, and it'll be off Serrano back to the roots. And again, the good pressure there from Louisville City, making it really difficult for Oakland to have to build out of the back to be able to break down that pressure. And it's allowed Louisville City to keep the ball in this half of the field, to turn Oakland over in good areas in the field to contribute to their attack. The times that Oakland has been able to break the pressure has been those long balls over top. They haven't been able really to play through the middle of the field. Far side corner on the 
defending third. Naveel Hackshaw sends it up. This might be a foul against Tosh as he was contending there with Johnny Rodriguez north of the center circle on the outside channel. And here's that opportunity for them to push out of their back to get the numbers into their attacking half and see if Oakland can get a bit of spell of possession here. Clementa working near side down to Diaz on the sideline. Don't get on the outside channel. Stolen briefly by Mogel Jr. up to Jorge Gonzalez trying to look for Ray Serrano. Nobody home. And it goes back to Oakland to the back line with Hackshaw. Unfortunate bit of miscommunication there. I think... Serrano was waiting for that ball over top, but what Gonzalez needed was Serrano to check to the ball and then allow someone else to make that run. So just a bit of miscommunication, and a lot of that can be due to the players not playing in a game-like situation together. In, in the practice, it's completely different, but once you get in a game, it's a whole different energy out there. So it'll, it'll come between those two, but the ideas that they've had going forward offensively have been very good. Four shots to two for Loose City. Right now, they lead in the shots on goal category as well. Four to nothing as Gonzalez works down near left corner against Clementa. Clementa trying to get out of trouble. That ball somehow wiggled its way through a couple defenders' feet and back over to Oscar Jimenez. Working the middle side, uh, middle sideline, outside channel to Mogel Jr. Near side closest to our press box and the home stands for Luce City. Beautiful night here in Louisville. Back line, Tosh. He's defended well by Matt Soso. And now it is Oakland pressing ahead into the attacking third. Chance here, and it is nicely saved easily by Oliver Zimla. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of power on that shot, and if you're going to beat Zimla from that distance, you're going to have to put some power on it. It was a, a pretty weak shot, especially when there was so much time and space in front of them. They needed to take the space, see if they can dribble up a little bit more to have a, a better shot on target. Tosh, a little nonchalant there in the back and not what they need at the moment. His passes were a little too predictable, and that's how that attack was able to start. Clearance pass up to Jorge Gonzalez, back over to Matsoso in the back line and the attacking, uh, defending half there, rather, for Oakland. And now working on top, outside channel, center circle. Back to Matsoso as Oakland dishes it around. Far sideline, outside. Working through uh, was Barbier. Back Matsoso to Blanchette. Into the defending third for Oakland. Clearance pass from Clementa. Over top, he was looking for Johnny Rodriguez, the leading scorer of this club. And Oscar Jimenez... Scoots it up in the clearance back to the feet of Blanchette. And this is an Oakland team that feels like they've had the momentum rolling. They had a six unbeaten streak before they lost to Colorado Springs, then came back to win against New Mexico the following match. And that was huge for them as they stand with 11 wins, seven losses, and seven draws. There was one 6-6-1 six, six, through 13 games. 13 games later, one of the best teams in the USLC. Yeah, they're beginning to find their form. They're beginning to really get confident, too, out there. And confidence plays a huge, huge factor in the game of soccer. And so a team that is beginning to click, especially at this point, is exactly what you want. I think the, tr the trouble that they've been having today is, is really just how well Louisville City compresses defensively. They haven't been able to get into positions to successfully break them down through possession. There isn't enough movement in the middle of the field, and I don't think there's enough bodies in the middle of the field. All their players 
players are staying up on the back line and kind of camping out there waiting for the ball. So if they have more movement in the middle of the field, they'd be able to break down Louisville City. It sure feels like a lot of clearance passes to try to yeah, get them all off, over top. Try to propel their offense. Like that's the word I've been saying the most. Clearance, I mean, clearance, clearance. Currently they have like five players standing on the back line. Hackshaw is in a little bit of trouble inside the 18, working himself against Winder, who had the early shot and chance for Louisville City. They now work far side, right corner on that wing. Ball will be kicked out of bounds by Hackshaw. Stays with Louisville City in the attacking half. That's really good, though, by Winder to not foul there because so many times offensive players can get super aggressive and want to win the ball back right away, but instead Winder was patient and forced Hackshaw into an even worse situation than what he was in before, and that's how he was able to get the turnover. Serrano back over to Manny Perez. It was Jorge Jimenez trying to – Jorge Gonzalez, rather, trying to get himself in position for a header. Ball was tossed over far too wide and it will go back to Oakland near sideline. And Oakland trying to slow the game down a little bit to see if they can catch their breath and build back into this because right now the momentum has been all Louisville City. I feel like we've seen waves of momentum in both directions though. Now it's Wilson Harris in the attacking third. Five yards outside the 18. Clementa got a foot on it away after the nice effort by Danny Barbier. And now it's working outside channel. Here come Oakland Roots. That is Matsoso scooting up ahead. Chance here for Johnny Rodriguez, the leading goal scorer on this team. Five yards away from the 18. He passes back out smartly, getting back to Clementa into the uh, attacking half. Back to Matsoso and the Oakland Roots contending now for an offensive chance. They haven't had too many uh, settled situations, a lot more unsettled based on those clearance passes that we just mentioned Casey which is but what's surprising is that they, they've had these opportunities these breaks but they haven't been able to do anything with it the balls have been over top they've been making the runs to get in behind but then they haven't been able to do anything with it because Louisville City's been able to drop back into their defensive shape and kind of shut it down so I would like to see maybe a little more aggression offensively from Oakland when they are on these breaks going forward or when they're trying to counter because I think that if they're a little more aggressive with it they'll be able to create a more solid opportunity near sideline now the attacking third entry pass gets tossed away by West Sharpie. Oakland maybe had thought about that chance being probably their best of the night so far. Now working near side. Here comes Louisville City. Jorge Gonzalez scooting through a couple defenders. Clementa running into him as well. And now here we go. Oscar Jimenez working in the attacking half close. And that inside channel gets it over to Del Piccolo and Tosh in the center circle. Now far side. Outside channel for Loose City. They will take their time. 34th minute of play. Now sending it wide, top right corner, far side, out in front. And Clementa had something to say about that. He kicks this one out at the end line and another corner. Presented by Wi-Fi coming up for Lou City. What a ball in the box there from Elijah Winder. It's a great service over top, and it looks like it's going to go out of bounds, but Winder does so well to get on the end of it and kind of one time send that one back towards the penalty spot, but there was no runners in the box, which is really disappointing from Louisville City. If I see my teammate making that run, I'm making sure I'm doing whatever I can to get into the box to get on the end of the service, and it really just didn't seem like that energy was there, but Winder, what a great service. Elijah a Winder, USLC Comeback Player of the Year in 2022. Scored the winner against Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference Final. He's been having some good progress as of late, true to form. 
Now it is Mogel Jr. in the near side corner. And Lou City, their third corner of the night. Entry pass. Blanchett fists that one away. Two players run into each other for Lou City. In this attacking third, that was Ray Serrano. He'll get it back here. Pushing now into the attacking half, taking their time, are Louisville City. Over to Mogel Jr. Entry pass. Blanchett, fair catches, drops to his knees and chest with the ball in hand to take a rest and reset. And again, just another second opportunity on the services that just isn't quite good enough. And that was really due to some missed passes between the players after the ball gets cleared out. Ball's played a little past the player, a little behind them, and so they weren't able to really recycle the ball back into the box the way they needed to. Working the defensive half, Matsoso. Scoots back up to Barbier. And Morad now a clearance pass up ahead and easily caught there. West Sharpie falling to uh, Oscar Jimenez, beg your pardon. And working back to the goalkeeper, Ali Zimla. And for how quickly this game started and the pace that it was at, it's starting to slow down a little bit. And I think a lot of that is due to the heat. It is very, very hot out there. Even though it's beautiful outside, it's very sticky and muggy, and that's very difficult to play in. Here's a chance in the attacking third. Jorge Gonzalez, mouth of the 18, trying for a shot, and Clementa was there to deflect. Great body position by Clementa to deflect that one, and that felt like a missed opportunity for Lou City. Now it's Oakland Roots. Working ahead, and now Miguel Jr. corrals on far side. Foul on Tosh, back to the roots. Yeah, and Tosh needs to be careful. The referee just having a little talking with him, telling him there's been a couple fouls that have been in the back, and so I think Tosh might need to watch himself or he could end up in the books. But that attack with Jorge Gonzalez, Gonzalez's touch does really well to take him inside. Clementa does well, though, tracking it, and I think it's a little fortunate as his feet get tangled up underneath him that he was able to still block the shot. I think if Jorge Gonzalez kind of cuts it back and has a go with the left foot, I don't think Clemente would be able to get on the end of it. And his far side outside channel for Danny Barbier and Oakland. He clears this one up ahead, working down to the near sideline, outside channel, white ring, white, excuse me, right wing for Diaz. A chance in Feka. Poked away by Louisville City's West Sharpie. Now up ahead, Wilson Harris working the left side nearby us. Down ahead to the 18, left foot strong, and it was Blanchett who had the read on Harris's shot. I really don't mind that, though, from Wilson Harris. I feel like that's the first time that they've had a shot from distance. So many times they've been playing these little one-two passes to get the perfect shot inside the box. And there, Harris just saw a pocket of space and had to go with it. Blanchett, again, off his line a little bit, so he was able to read that one, and it wasn't too much of a threat. But I don't mind that shot from far out. Falling down was West Sharpie after that clearance pass. And Johnny Rodriguez thought maybe he had a beat on him, but as West Charby fell, foul was called back to Louisville City, and they're in the attacking third up to Gonzalez. Now working ahead over to Winder and back to Del Piccolo. And ball was tapped away by Morad. Now far side working ahead. A little Try to get a little fancy there was Ray Serrano with a little back heel flip. This ball will go back to Oakland Roots after the foul call for Abdul Nadir. 
And Prentice there just doing a good job dribbling out of the back. And Serrano, it's a silly foul in that situation. There's no need to foul and turn the ball over. I think if you just make a recovery run, trust your teammates to get back in place. But now you're allowing for Oakland to be able to push forward, push out of their defensive shape, and get some offense going. One of your keys was being proactive, not reactive. And this feels like a, a spot where Louisville City was being reactive. Now we're working center, circle, for Louisville City in there uh, now in the attacking half trying to get up to uh, Jorge Gonzalez over to Winder near sideline scooting ahead trouble here they're going to have to go back to their safety net in Ali Zimla. Well, when you talk about they're being more reactive now, it's because they're getting tired. Mm. When you're tired, it's a whole lot easier to be reactive and just kind of wait for it to come to you instead of trying to read the game and really anticipate what's happening. And so that's just where you have to make sure that you're locked in all the time and always being proactive, always being anticipating what's going to happen next, and that's going to set you up for success. Del Piccolo got into... A battle for the ball with Matsoso in the attacking half for Louisville City. Again, working right to left. Now Oakland working left to right in the back line with possession. Now back to Wolfgang Prentice. Far sideline. Stripped away by Ray Serrano. Now here comes Louisville City. Del Piccolo. Entry pass. And Hackshaw was there to head it out. Scooting ahead is Diaz, Memo Diaz, clears ahead for Mfeka. Nobody home, back to Tosh. Louisville City will corral. We are reaching the 40th, uh, 41st minute of our first half, barring stoppage time coming later on. Now Louisville City back into the attacking half. Working far side, ball is out of bounds, intended for Manny Perez. And you can definitely tell that the game is slowing down. Players getting a little frustrated out there. Passes aren't as sharp as they were in the first bit of this match. And a lot of that I really think is due to the heat out there being tired. A lot more players walking. The game has slowed down tremendously. But the last five of the half are really some of the most dangerous. And so that's the moment where, yes, you might be tired and exhausted, but you have to make sure that you're staying locked in and staying focused because that is when other teams are able to, to bite and put one in the back of the net. The first five and the last five of each half are the most dangerous. It is going to be epic to see what happens in these last five here as we approach 41 minutes on the clock. This is West Sharpie in the attacking half for Louisville City. Working center circle back over to Tosh on the inside channel of the far side. Now it's Miguel Jr. into the attacking half. Down to Del Piccolo. And Winder. These three working a little triangle offense. Now over to Oscar Jimenez. Near side corner. Entry pass. Headed on and over top the cage for Jorge Gonzalez. Unfortunate. That was Louisville City's best chance of the night so far. And he wants that one back. He knew immediately that he did not get the right contact on the ball as the service is coming in. When he's jumping, he turns his head up, which is always going to send the ball going up. He needed to get down on top of the ball, but because he looks up to try to watch it go in the back of the net, that ball is always going to go over. If he gets up and goes down on it, he has a better chance of getting that one on target, and he knew it immediately. But a great service from Jimenez and a good run there from Gonzalez. 
one you would definitely like to have back. There's no doubt about it. That's where you could just wish you could press that rewind button and get a second <laughs> try at it. West Sharpie missed that clearance kick to try to fall to himself, and it is kicked over to Oliver Zemla. Back over to West Sharpie on the inside channel near side. Back over to Tosh, inside channel right side for the right center back. And the veteran holds the record for most minutes in Louisville City Club history. And it's nine-year history. Now it is Tosh sending it long for Jorge Gonzalez. Falls to him. Memo Diaz has something to say about it in the inside channel. About 12 yards from the 18. Now up ahead. Up to Wilson Harris. He had a brief chance. Hackshaw got in front of it and poked it back to his goalkeeper, Blanchette, in the 43rd minute. Really unfortunate there, but great defending from Hackshaw and Clementa there to kind of sandwich Harris and not allow him to get on the end of his second touch. I think Harris, though, if he keeps his back to goal and maybe tries to lay it off to a player making a run around, they're going to have a better, cleaner shot on target there. As he's trying to turn, it's a very congested area, not a lot of space, so there's not a lot of area for him to work with. But I like that, again, they're looking to have combination play. They're looking to be more aggressive in the box. Can start to feel like the glass is going to break. Here comes now being pushed. That was Manny Perez. Trayvon Reed was trying to get that ball from him and he scoots him down. Pushing and this will be a free kick sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. About 15 yards from the 18. Near side, excuse me, far side inside channel for Mogel Jr. and Manny Perez. That's just one of those frustration fouls where you get beat and you're tired and you just give him a nice little shove in the back. But this is a good set-piece opportunity for Louisville City. I think you're going to probably see, I would like to maybe see Carlos Mogel Jr. take this one with the right foot because I think the way it can bend, it, it favors more of a right-footed service. But this one's going to look probably more like the PK spot where you want to have your targets going. From Feka and Trayvon Reed at the wall. This ball was sent into the box and then poked away by Oakland Roots. Back over to the back line in the defending third for Louisville City and Zimla collects it. West Sharpie in our 45th minute. Barring the stoppage time here in the first half. Alongside Casey Whitfield, Joey Lindstrom with you. So glad to be here with you tonight in Louisville from Lynn Family Stadium. Oakland Roots and Louisville City. This is going to be a foul. Trayvon Reed aggressive again against Tosh. Play on. Tosh working outside channel, far sideline. Scoots this one ahead, and it's deflected away. But now Del Piccolo scoots it over to Ray Serrano. Now far side, working the corner. That is Perez. Entry pass. Hackshaw to Piccolo, right side of the cage wide. That was a left foot boot that maybe he didn't get all that he wanted out of that and there will be four additional stoppage time minutes presented to you by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport and the refs have added four minutes of play yeah I don't think Del Piccolo got what he wanted off of that shot it was on his favorable left foot but he really doesn't make good contact on it I also think he's a little bit far out and I think he had more time than what he he thought he did I agree he probably yep. had time to take a touch and then have a shot but that just comes into his teammates communicating to him that he has time Serrano looping this one into the attacking half up to Manny Perez 
and it is scooped out by Danny Barbier. It'll be a throw for Perez near sideline, about 20, yard, 20 yards from the 18. Works into Wilson Harris. However, back line for Louisville City. Winder up ahead. Harris trying to get it to Gonzalez. Chance here, Serrano. No, Wilson Harris. Right foot blocked in front. Now another chance. Jimenez working through. Harris again, left side of the box, inside left near post, and that doesn't go. It was deflected. Now Oscar Jimenez again towards the goal. Out in front, and it's a goal! Louisville City! Jorge Gonzalez credited with the goal after it was batted around between defenders of Oakland and Blanchett in goal. And within two minutes of added stoppage time, Louisville City is the first to score against the Oakland Roots. And it's one of those goals where you're so excited because they were able to score, but then it's also a little nerve-wracking because Blanchett is down and Gonzalez a little slow to get up on that. Both players going up strong for that one. It was a beautiful service into the box from Oscar Jimenez. And Blanchett came out strong, but Gonzalez was able to get on the end of that. It was a few players around it. Really difficult situation. Both uh, trainers out there checking out the players, but... I definitely think that Louisville City, the way the game was going, they deserve to be in the lead for this one. But you hate to see this for Blanchett as we're finally we're going to get a little look at the goal here again. A nice ball in, and it could have been Ray Serrano. I think Ray Serrano actually got actually on had that a one. head yeah. on that. So the ball comes in, and I. It, it's yeah. tough to tell. I think, I truly think, as we see this on the board, it goes right off of Blanchett's hand. I think it's going to be an own goal. An own goal. Yeah. We will credit that, at least in our book right now, as a Ray Serrano completion. But the entry pass came from who? That came from Oscar Jimenez. Oscar Jimenez. Right. So that would be credited to him, no? Well, not necessarily because be it wasn't goal. a shot on target. If the, if the ball was going into the goal from the service, yep. then it will be credited as Oscar Jimenez. But if the ball was not going on target, then it will be credited as an own goal. So interesting to see kind of how they tag this one. Regardless, the ball was in the back of the net. Both players are up, and it and seems Louisville to be City has okay. Scored. Yep. And, I mean, what, what a service into the box. And that's what happens when you put those dangerous balls into the box and you get the bodies in there, you challenge them. That's what happens is opportunities like this where it just takes a deflection and it's going to end up in the goal. But not sure what the ref is signaling here. The, as far as we're They told, called a foul, I think. I believe that, that's what they're saying is it was a foul, but they have not said whether they have credited the goal or not. But I'm thinking that they're saying it was a foul on Louisville City because it looks like Blanchard is setting up for a set piece. So that means the goal will not be allowed. And that will take off the goal for Louisville City. So two minutes into stoppage time, you have chaos in the mouth of the goal, off the hands of Blanchett for an own goal. And now Oakland has escaped. Louisville City has met certain disaster in this first half and some drama afoot. 
And here's my here's my thing. I am all about protecting goalkeepers. My dad was a goalkeeper. I'm 100% on board with protecting the goalkeepers. But in that instance there, I don't think there was – both players are going at the ball. I don't know if there was enough contact for it to be a foul going either way. Blanchette came out recklessly. The player came – it was just kind of a reckless challenge for the two of them. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that call. Danny Cruz, he is – Red in the face on the sideline, working with the fourth official tonight, Matt Geringer. And now Oakland working in the attacking half. Matsoso scoots down to Diaz and poked away by Gonzalez. Uh, ex- excuse me, Oscar Jimenez near side. Clementa working again in attacking half. Unfortunate as ever for Louisville City. Now... Entry pass, Memo Diaz, near side corner. Work it to the mouth of the goal, and that's a goal! Johnny Rodriguez, Johnny on the spot, his 10th of the year. And now Oakland has seized the lead against Louisville. I mean, we said that the last few minutes of a half can be some of the craziest, and I think that's what we're seeing here. Really unfortunate for Louisville City, but you have to stay focused and you have to stay engaged no matter what is going on there. It's a nice service in and a good run from Rodriguez for an easy tap-in. Goes back to my keys, tight to your marks. They were not tight to their marks inside the box. Johnny Rodriguez, the former Cal State Northridge player. Tenth goal on the season. He has spent his, the entirety of his career in the Oakland Roots organization. All the way back in their days in the NISA. And it is 1-0 Oakland now. How the script has flipped. And now you have Abdu Nadia giving a yellow to Danny Cruz of Louisville City. A booking for your head coach. I mean, I think Danny (laughs) Cruz has every right to be talking to the official and trying to figure it out because from his mind, it was signaled a goal. It was called a goal. Everything said goal. And then for all of a sudden, the ref to be like, oh, no. And I'm wondering if the ref saw the replay on the the Jumbotron, which is not allowed, by the way. The ref cannot go back and review it. So they cannot watch it to review it. So it just seems like a very late decision for the foul being given. And I think that's what Danny Cruz is trying to argue. I think he has every right to argue that. Final whistle blows for the first half. Man, oh, man, the drama of stoppage time has captured the devastated hearts of Louisville City fans. And Casey Whitfield, your first half impressions after a whole lot of drama. I feel like I need to, like, collect my thoughts here for a minute Good after we have some time. <laughs> but overall, I mean, I, I think really unfortunate for Louisville City because I do think overall they were the better team. If you look for the whole first half, Louisville City was the better team. Oakland just, they stayed strong, though, and they stayed in it, and I mean, they took advantage of a situation where Louisville City lost focus, and that's not acceptable. So I think going into halftime, Louisville City just has to figure out a way to get over it and really push on past it. So after all that, an own goal taken away for Louisville City and a straight-up goal for the Oakland Roots. Our score is 1-0 in favor of Oakland Roots Soccer Club. 
We're going to head to the Breeze Airways halftime show and be back with you shortly. You're listening. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash JustForKids for all the care along the way. We are in the thick of summer, and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH Company, 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18-month special financing and a 10-year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH, 968-6222, or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report, right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. Not Jeff Milby and Joey Lindstrom alongside the great Casey Whitfield. Our score so far, Oakland Roots 1, Louisville City 0 after a whole lot of controversy. Casey, you've had a little time to breathe. I'll, I'll just give the listeners a case they're just joining us now. There was a chance from Oscar Jimenez from about 10 yards, what would that be, left of the 18, and an entry pass that was intended for Wilson Harris or uh, Jorge Gonzalez. Gets deflected by Paul Blanchett, the goalkeeper for Oakland, into the cage. They called a goal, and then they took away said goal. Oakland comes down within a minute and a half and scores Memo Diaz crossing inside to Johnny Rodriguez, and that's where we stand now. So first of all, with the Louisville City goal, I mean, I I really, truly believe it's poor officiating, and I don't want to blame it all on the officials. I'm not that... I've never, you all know, I've never been that type of person that said, oh, the ref screwed us over. I've never known you to be But that's what happened there. I really, truly think so because the ball comes in. There was, there was contact, but I think Blanchett initiated the contact that happened. I think the center referee signaled a goal, and then after some time, I believe the reason it was called back might have been from the AR saying it wasn't a goal. That's the only reason that could come to my mind. Because if the ref sat there and watched the replay on the Jumbotron and then calls it back, that's completely illegal, completely not allowed. There is no 
reviewable video. There's no VAR here. Right. So it would have had to have been the assistant referee on the side saying, no, that's not a goal that was a foul, which is not the right decision because they are not the ones that should be making that call. They are not... They don't have the angle of it. They are too far away. The center ref was in a great position to be able to call that one. So I think a very, very poor decision. But regardless of all of that, you have to keep playing the game. You can't check out in the last few minutes. You can't let a big decision like that uh, force you to shut down and give up an easy goal there for Oakland at the end of the half that you dominated. I mean, the goal was a simple tapping off a service into the box. There was no marking. It was very poor from Louisville City and I don't think it was a pure representation of how they played throughout the whole half but you can't allow something big like that to dictate how you play and that's exactly what they did. Certainly emotionally leveraged in that moment and that's Absolutely. what it that's what it felt like for Oakland Roots to say we can now take advantage of this spot Louisville City I mean the trap that you worked so hard you worked 45 minutes plus two to get that eventual goal only to have it stripped from your fingers and then Oakland Roots says why not? Let's yeah. go ahead and, and we'll get ourselves down there. And to your point, it was exactly, it was essentially a one-on-one -on -one opportunity for Johnny Rodriguez against Ali Zimla, and that is never what you want to put your goalkeeper in. Not at all. And, I mean, you I said at the beginning, you have to stay with your marks. That's something that they've struggled with this season on set pieces, on services in the box, losing track of their marks, not staying tight to their marks, and that's exactly what we saw there. And just I think just disappointing, and I think Danny Cruz is going to be a little disappointed that they shut down like that after a big moment because, really, that should have banded them together to kind of say, we're not going to let that define our, our half and they, they really did let that moment define that entire first half and now they're kind of in a hole. Not to mention Danny Cruz also earning himself a yellow card as well and see how that dynamic might play out in the second half. Some stats for you seven shots for uh, Louisville City to Oakland's four shots on goal four to two in favor of Louisville City shots inside the box six to two for Louisville City as well. Big chances two to one for Louisville City that First chance came um, rather from uh, Elijah Winder, uh, yeah, and uh, it felt like a f that after that, Louisville City really couldn't find their groove until later on in that own goal. And there's also no offsides penalties so far, so both sides have really played clean and respected uh, those certain positions. It's been a great half of soccer, yep. I think. Both teams have had moments going forward. I do think Louisville City has had the better of them. I think Oakland hasn't been able to play the possession that maybe they would like to, being forced to play over top maybe a little more than they would want to, but they're also camping out about five players on the back line just waiting for that long ball, whereas Louisville City is trying to work the ball a bit more, playing a little more one-two touch, maybe sometimes to a fault when they get into that final third. I think sometimes they're looking for those cheeky little passes inside the box when just shoot the ball. Yep. And so I, I, I do think it was a very good half overall. I'm very interested to see what changes are going to be made. Brian Ombi is on the bench. And uh, I think I'm not sure how long Gonzalez can go yep. coming back from injury. It I would help to have a veteran like Ombi in there. That right. could really make a difference. I think that'll be a change that we'll see maybe not right away, but I think 10, 15 minutes into the second half we'll see that change. Other live scores around the USLC. It's a big night. Eight games remaining after tonight. Some scores around the league. RGV, that's Rio Grande Valley FC, and San Diego Loyal tied 0-0 in the 31st minute. Of course, our game here, 1-0 for Oakland. Charleston Battery, Battery leads Memphis 1-0. Tampa Bay leads Miami 1-0. 
Indy 11 and Loudon are tied 1-1 in the 74th minute. Indy 11 just a couple points back from Louisville City. And El Paso leads the Hartford Athletic 2-0. Six short minutes in our halftime show here. There is so much more action to bring you here from Lynn Family Stadium. And a whole lot of excitement. This is just fun. This is just so fun. A lot of drama. But also that adds to the intrigue of this entire game. The, the fans are getting a show on a hot and muggy night. Well, here's the thing. The fans are getting involved in the show. Are, I mean, I'm sure are, you yes. all can hear them. Uh, that's one thing. You don't come to Lynn Family Stadium and don't get silence from the fans. The fans let you know how they feel. And I bet Blanchett gets booed for the entire rest of the game. On that, he's going to be uh, very cozy in the stipendial end over there. Oh, where yeah. The, the purple and the unbridled spirit of Louisville City fans will reign supreme. Defending the city is the idea. And for Louisville City, on top of all this this drama in this uh, first half, what do you think, if you had one thing to point out for them to do in the second, what do you think it would be? I think they need to take more opportunities when they get into that final third. I think they're doing well getting there, which we've seen them do quite a bit. But then the decision-making on when to shoot and when to pass, I don't think has been as strong as it needs to. I think sometimes we look for the pass, look for the the one-two combination when we need to shoot the ball. And then I think other times we're a little too far out and we look to shoot it when maybe we should have taken an extra touch or had that pass. So I just think the decision-making in the final third needs to be stronger for Louisville City, especially now being down 1-0 and having to climb back in this one. Let's switch gears just for a second. The other lovely team that plays here in Lynn Family Stadium, tomorrow racing Louisville visits Gotham FC, and their next home game is next Saturday here at the Lynn. Just four points back of the top six for the playoffs with seven matches to play. This is the best time of the year. It's the most when it exciting comes to and stressful soccer. time. Yes. That's for sure. They'll, the fans better start packing around here next weekend. A hundred percent. The fans need to be coming to support both teams because racing really needs the fan support. They're sitting right outside of the playoff position. They have an excellent opportunity versus Gotham tomorrow, who's sitting fourth right now in the standings at 25 points. Racing has 20, so there's not a big difference between the top of the table and kind of those players that are right outside the playoff range. And racing's going to get Katlana back, and they're also going to have Chidiak back, I believe, for this game. Those players making their way back from the World Cup, so starting to get that full roster back again, back to full strength. I think they are really starting to turn it on. They're starting to look strong. And, I mean, I love that team. I could talk all day about racing because <laughs> I just think that they, they're so electric on the field. They're so fun to watch. They have so much talent out there. I mean, six players playing in the World Cup, that's unheard of. And then to be also one of the leading scorers throughout the World Cup, competing with the European clubs, again, also unheard of for a team that's only a few years old. Why not? you got the yeah. entire table in front of you. Seven, seven matches, that's a whole lot of time to make up, to make up for, some, for some loss there. Especially in the NWSL where things change so constantly because it's yep. such a difficult league that you could be in first place one week and then drop all the way down to sixth place the next week just because you dropped a point. Right, right. I mean, a draw is huge sometimes yeah. in the NWSL as well. Well, with that, the second half will be on its way after our break here. You are listening to Louisville City and Oakland Roots on ESPN 680 and ESPN Louisville 105.7. We'll be back with you after the break. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, you think we need any more seltzers? We could probably use some more. Hey, Eddie, get some more seltzers, too. Before you head out for that summer fling, stop by Cox's Spirit Shop to pick up all your party supplies. We've got all your favorite cooler beverages from cold craft beers, hard seltzers, and lots of pre-mixed party cocktails. When you can only make one stop, you know where to go. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. Back here after the Breeze Airways halftime show, ready for a kickoff, and it will be Johnny Rodriguez and the Oakland Roots at the center dot. Alongside the great Casey Whitfield, I'm Joey Lindstrom, filling in for Jeff Milby tonight, your regularly scheduled play-by-play announcer so good to be with you here for louisville city and oakland where oakland leads one nil in the derby city after much controversy in stoppage time they really shouldn't call it stoppage time a whole lot happened a lot nothing stopped if anything more happened during that time than really the whole 45 minutes of the first half it was a lot it was a lot an own goal happened a goal got taken away Oakland scores almost immediately after that. We get ourselves in a 1-0 spot. Louisville City, to your point, Casey, in this second half, needs to be able to, I'll go back to your key from the pregame, be proactive. They have, they've had this 15-minute break. They've had some time to rest. Get yourself in a spot where you get into a rhythm, pushing back over, moving left to right, the purple in uh, Louisville, excuse me, Louisville City in the purple, moving left to right will be challenging Blanchett for the second half once again. Blanchett will have to deal with the wrath that is the estipital end and the hardcore fan section. Come on, you in purple. The fans imploring. And, of course, some jeers meeting Abdu Nadea and the rest of the officials in the green kits tonight. Yeah, the, the fans will definitely let you know how they feel, and I think the fans are going to be a huge part of this second half. Napo Matsoso gets us started. Switched places with Johnny Rodriguez. Now it is near side. Oakland 
moving right to left. Barbier scooting back to Hackshaw. Now clearing pass near side. Manny Perez heading it down and back over to Mfeko. And Trayvon Reed working against uh, Del Piccolo. He will gain a foul back over to Mogel Jr. And Tosh working that back line. Louisville City led in most statistical categories. Markedly shots on goal. They had the advantage 5-3 against Oakland. Now Tosh back into the attacking half. And a tough pass gets intercepted by Matsoso. Back come the roots with Lindo Mfeka. Scoot over to Barbier. And the back line working the near side. Wolfgang Prentice approaching midfield. On the outside channel. Now back to the inside channel. And Hackshaw will dump it back to Blanchett. Who sends it clear of the midfield line for West Charby to collect. Heading over and Clementa downing ahead against Jorge Gonzalez. So the lineup stays consistent. Now up to Wilson Harris. Over to the attacking third. And now to Miguel Jr. back into the attacking half all the way across near side closest to our press box to Manny Perez and Tosh as well so Louisville City still in this feeling out period to begin this second half two minutes in yeah really patient with their possession just working it side to side see if they can break down that back line and find the gaps but it seems that Oakland is compressing the field quite a bit more defensively that was a brief thought of a chance there going bottom right corner near side to Perez. Mogel Jr. intercepts it nicely. Now over to Winder. Winder with a lot of room. Five yards from the 18. He gets intercepted. Back over. Serrano was there to contend to try to keep this in Louisville City's possession. Now in the defending half for Oakland. And here comes Trayvon Reed along the left side, long left near side. We're going to get the 18 about 10 yards out. It is Reed scooting over to Memo Diaz. He will loft one over to Johnny Rodriguez with the goal earlier. Left boot saved by Zimla. Bicycled out nicely by Manny Perez, and Ray Serrano sends it out on the near sideline. Throw in coming for Wolfgang Prentice. Really kind of a poor shot there from Rodriguez. He's got time and space out on the side, and Zimla's kind of glued to his line a bit. He should have maybe stepped off a little bit more to cut off more of the angle, but I don't think Rodriguez gets enough power on the shot for it really to be threatening. Tarek Monrod revisiting Louisville City as well. Working the midfield. Now it's Trayvon Reed over to Mfeko and back into Clementa. Matsoso working near side. Again, Oakland working right to left. Back to Matsoso on the outside channel nearest to our sideline. Trayvon Reed, ball goes through, and it's out of bounds off the foot of Clementa and Barbier. Working back line now. It is Tosh scooting over to Wes Sharpie, the left center back. Two longtime Louisville City players, a lot of veterans on this team. Returning 21 players from last year's runner-up team. Now it's Manny Perez. Working on the near sideline over to the corner. It's deflected away 
by Trayvon Reed and back of the out out at the end line. This will be a Vi-Fi corner kick. Reed does well to make the recovery run there on Perez, but it's going to set up a good corner kick, a good opportunity for Louisville City to begin to get the momentum in this second half. It's been a bit of a slow start. Both teams that really feeling each other out. No team really having a whole lot of the momentum or trying to push the pace of this game whatsoever. So a good opportunity for Louisville City to get that look on target, to get the energy going here in the second half. It'll be Oscar Jimenez in the near side corner. The left boot lofted and crossed out in front of the mouth of the goal. Hackshaw got ahead on it. It falls over, shot away over the top of the goal by Manny Perez. A really ambitious effort there and really not one that is likely going to be successful. It's, that ball could have brought rain. And yeah. <laughs> so high up in the air. It's so tough to hit those volleys that are off the clearances. I feel like it would have been a better chance to maybe try to settle that one and work it around instead of having this completely ambitious shot that maybe one in 50 you're going to put in the back of the net. That ball was cleared up. Wolfgang Prentice did well to keep it in play. And now here comes Manny Perez alongside to Del Piccolo, now near corner. And Ray Serrano got the wrong touch on it. That ball went straight through the end line, not even close to the goal. Really poor effort there from Serrano. I mean, just not acceptable whatsoever. It's a good ball down the line to him, and he just gets everything wrong on that service. And not exactly what Louisville City needs at this point in the game. You have to see if you can get those services in or at least get a corner kick in that situation. It'll be Blanchett to clear. Five minutes of play in this second half. Clears over midfield into the attacking half for Oakland. A foul by Manny Perez as dictated there by Abdu Nadea. Bit of a soft foul there. I think Reed was anticipating the contact in the back and was already kind of leaning forward to go down. I think it was pretty soft, but regardless, there was a push in the back, and whenever that happens, it is a foul. So Manny Perez, I think, has a little bit of a right to be upset that it was called, but then again, why are you putting your hands in his back? Clearance from Blanchett once again off the defending third. Now it's back over to Louisville City. Hackshaw corrals it for Oakland, scoops it up to Wolfgang Prentice. Manny Perez working hard against Trayvon Reed. Trayvon Reed defending and trying to collect that ball at his green-booted feet. He falls. Manny Perez gets another foul. And I feel like we're going to begin to see more and more time-wasting tactics from Oakland, slowing the game down as much as they can. Even though it is early on, the momentum has been with Louisville City. The fans are obviously behind Louisville City. So Oakland looking to see if they can deflate the game in any way, shape, or form. Now Winder. Elijah Weiner's got a beat on Morad and is tugging Winder's jersey. Working on the near side. That's going to be a booking for Tarek Morad, the former loose city player and captain for this Oakland Roots team. And that is what you call a professional foul right there. Morad, knowing that he's beat, knowing that Winder is going in on probably a 3v2 situation with the support of Harris and Gonzalez up top. So he just simply reaches out and grabs the jersey and tries to slow him down. But the thing is, is Winder almost broke through it there and it ended up getting a better position for the set piece instead of being about 30, 20 yards outside of the 18-yard box. We're now closer to the side and looking for more of a cross into the box. 
It'll be Mogel Jr. and Oscar Jimenez. Seven or eight yards to the right side of the box, working left to right, our Louisville City. The wall consists of Trayvon Reed and Lindum Feka. Louisville City fans imploring the boys in purple to try to reach Oscar Jimenez, if you'll remember, was essentially credited with the own goal off of Blanchett's gloves. Wasn't really towards the cage. It got deflected into the goal. And here we go. Jimenez curling, crossing pass. It's headed out briefly. High in the air. De Piccolo had a chance at it. Hackshaw scoops it up again, or pops it up again, and now it's corralled by Blanchette. So a free kick opportunity. All for naught on that opportunity there for Lou City. And again, the service into the box just a little bit low and not allowing the team to be able to get on the end of it as successfully as they need to. The services, I think, have either been a touch too high or a touch too low, so really haven't been able to find the sweet spot on the crosses. Far side attacking half for Oakland. Memo Diaz back to Mfeko. Now Matsoso north of the center circle on the inside channel. Now outside far sideline poked away briefly by Jorge Gonzalez. On the outside channel again, and another foul. This time, Elijah Winder working against Trayvon Reed. And this is where Louisville City is going to have to begin to understand their energy and controlling the fouls that they give because Oakland is going to take their time on every single one of them. So just being smart with instead of diving in on the foul, just being patient defensively and waiting for Oakland to make the mistake before stepping in to win the ball. Blanchett to clear. Now in the attacking half for Louisville City. It is Hackshaw. This one's stolen away by Serrano. Working ahead. Gonzalez wide of the cage. But I believe that was tipped off a of foot, no? And more jeers welcoming Abdul Nadea as that call will go for the Oakland Roots. And I really don't understand this call because you can see the way the ball is moving. When Jorge Gonzalez hits it, the ball is going to be spinning one way based on the way that he hits it. We don't have the best angle to see it, but based on the way he's hitting the ball, there's no way that the ball could have gone out of bounds the way that it did right. without deflecting off of somebody. It, the, the, its trajectory had changed. And you it, can see the spin change. The angle should change. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's, there's just there's no way that that makes sense for that to be a goal kick. Clearance from Blanchett meets the foot of Manny Perez. Working into the defending half for Oakland. Back over to Serrano. He tried to scoop it and goes back to Barbier, who lofts it to Johnny Rodriguez, and it's out of bounds. Goes back to Lou City, and Tosh will take it. But here's the thing. Louisville City cannot allow the referees' decisions and what is happening that they can't control to dictate how they're going to play and what they can control. So they right. have to make sure that they are controlling the things that are within their power, how they play, the effort they give, and not focusing on the decisions of the referee. Serrano, another missed opportunity. He had the chance for a crossing pass and had Wilson Harris at the mouth of the goal. He sends that one over the back line, and it's back to Blanchett. And Serrano a little bit frustrated there, and it's it's – the moments where 
you are beginning to second guess yourself. You're seeing that thought process of, do I cross it? Do I shoot it? What do I do? And that's where you just have to kind of take the simpler option. Maybe instead of trying to force it, cut it back and see if you can keep possession instead. Because when you are not confident in your abilities, that's when you're going to make even more mistakes. So instead, cut the ball back, complete a few passes, build up your confidence, keep the ball instead of continuously turning it over. Out of the defending half for Louisville City. Working themselves into the midfield. Now Oakland Roots get it back. Barbier, far side, outside channel. Back over to Memo Diaz. Hackshaw, back line, defending third, defending half rather for Oakland Roots. He scoots it to. Trayvon Reed back over. Now Barbier near side attacking half for Oakland. Hackshaw. Working through midfield. Inside channel. Barbier. Over to Wolfgang Prentice. Outside channel near side near sideline. And Faco back over to the center circle. Cross pass all the way to the inside channel on the far side. And now it is Napo Matsoso. And Oakland continuing to milk the clock here. So it's the most possession we've seen from yep. Oakland in this second half, and they really don't have a whole lot of urgency going forward, just really taking their time, being patient. And we can see Louisville City preparing, I think, four substitutions right now on the sideline about to come in. Looks to be an entirely new set of players, including Cameron Lancaster, I see warming up as well, along with Martin Powell's own beat will also enter the match. And Tellefson looks and like Tellefson. the other one there. And I would imagine it's going to be an entire front lineup change. I think we'll see Gonzalez, Harris, Serrano come out, and then maybe Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo is down right now, a little slow getting up, so maybe we'll see Tellefson drop in there for him. And, I think we're just going to see a completely new offensive energy come out for Louisville City. And that's what you like to see, especially having Ombi out there, who's been questionable. And as a matter of fact, too, he might be the guy to propel this team. You also look at Martin Powell's no goals on the season, but he is a tree out there. At the very least, he creates another threatening presence, maybe for set pieces. Well, and I think the big thing with Powell's is he's beginning to adjust to the, ga the the way that Louisville City wants to play, his role here. I think last time that he was in, we saw some of the best hold-up play from him, which is what we need from Powell's, especially when you have Lancaster up there with him. Lancaster is a player that likes to run off the ball, is very dynamic, and so having a player like Powell's who can hold the ball up I think is really beneficial, but I don't think we'll see Lancaster just yet, it seems. Okay, so it'll be DePiccolo out, and entering for him will be Rasmus Tellefsen. Ray Serrano is out, and in for him will be Brian Ownby now in the 61st minute for this team. So no Cam Lan and Lancaster Gonzalez yet. and Powell. So that changed. Oh, there. thank you, yes. thank you, Powell and Gonzalez as well. So a whole new group, set of skills that maybe could propel Louisville City. And I think this you have a point with Brian Ombi too. The energy he's going to bring. Now working in the attacking third, entry pass, try to get into the box. That's 
uh, Hackshaw rather, that sends it out. He's been rather impressive on his headers to try to clear away from any entry passes that Louisville City has entertained. Now Blanchett clears ahead. Johnny Rodriguez trying to corral, but it is Wes Sharpie working to get that through. Now to the defending half for Louisville City. And Mogel Jr., Scoots ahead, uh, past the center circle, and I'm Manny Perez on the near sideline, working to the attacking third. Here's Brian Ombi in the near corner. Ombi, nifty work to get that over to Manny Perez. Reed falls down. Mogel Jr., back over to Perez. They are working back and forth on the near sideline, scooting the attacking third, now back to Tosh in the attacking half. He works at the inside channel on the right side. Now over to Winder, inside, scooting to Tellefson, deflected away by Oakland. Tellefson. Whole lot of new energy between him and Ownby. Here's Ownby in the corner. Crossing pass gets deflected out front, and it's corralled by Blanchett. And already you can feel some more energy coming offensively. It wasn't that Serrano, Gonzalez weren't bringing the energy. They, it was just a lot of work being asked upon them. So bringing in some fresh faces, bringing in some different styles to come at the back line. One thing that is very different between the first half and the second half for Oakland is their defensive shape. In the first half, they were so concerned with committing numbers forward that they left about three players sitting up on the back line. This time, the only player that is staying high is Rodriguez just sitting high up on the back line of Louisville City. Every other person has dropped back defensively. Now far side corner. Martins Powell out in front. Ownby, and it's saved. Blanchett was there. Ownby thought he had him none the wiser. And a little spark for Louisville City at the very least, Casey. A great opportunity there. What a cross in from Powell's to find Brian Ombi at the top of the box. Ombi, I just don't think it's enough power behind the shot to be able to beat Blanchett. It was just kind of a, a pass almost to him. So I think if Ombi's able to generate a little more power on the shot, it's a different story. And now working in the defending half here for Louis is Louisville City. Back over to Tosh from Mogel Jr. Inside channel. He pops it up ahead. Ownby has a run here. Ownby inside the box near post. Out in front. Powell's over top the cage. What a moment there for Martin Powell's, and he just blows it. I mean, there's no other nice way to put it, but he completely blew that opportunity there. It's a beautiful ball over top to find Brian Ombi. Fans booing right now because Blanchett is down again and slow to get up, so fans booing for that. But it's a beautiful ball over top to Ombi, and Ombi plays a gorgeous ball back to Martin Powell's, and Powell's is leaning back when he hits the shot, and because he's leaning back, that ball is always going to go up. If he stays over top of the ball, it's going to end up in the back of the net, and and really, I think, honestly, Blanchett should get a yellow card for diving in that situation. He ran into Powell's intentionally and then fell to the ground. So a bit unsportsmanlike contact. Or Yeah, they're from Blanchett, but both another Oakland player just down. So really into that time wasting. But two massive moments for Louisville City. The Roots player that is down is Wolfgang Prentice. And this will certainly not elate the Louisville side but it looks like Oakland is also getting ready to add some substitutions Cedeno and Gomez are getting ready to pop in to the lineup for the Oakland Roots Soccer Club both players that could add a little element possibly one coming in for the injured player Prentice down there 
at the end line right next to the goal in the occipital end. Well, the thing is, he was down almost out of play, and so technically the ref would not have to stop play there. Um, so I, I, I think the ref needs to make sure that he keeps control of this game and he doesn't allow the time-wasting to get out of hand. I think sometimes referees can be a little lenient with it and then it gets completely out of hand as the game goes on and clearly the time-wasting tactics have already been employed so just making sure that he keeps control of the game and adds the appropriate amount of time. Wolfgang Prent is still not on the pitch quite yet so Daniel is getting ready to sub in and Prentice is going to work on getting himself out of the game by uh, walking around the corner and on the sideline Blanchette has the ball at his feet ready for a clearance. So Oakland will be down one player here, no? Yeah, they'll be off. playing 10 until they signal on um, plant, or Cedeno there yeah. down at the end. Well, regardless, here comes Louisville City into the attacking half, and it's Hackshaw once again clearing out of the box over to Mogel Jr. Now on the inside channel, Perez sends one crossing over top. And it's headed out again. Tellefson briefly had it on there. Ownby ahead. Winder. Hackshaw blocked it with his back. And it's Tellefson over again. Working inside of the box. Far side inside channel. Back over to Tosh in the attacking half for Louisville City. Tellefson down near sideline. Looking for Ownby was Manny Perez. Oakland is trying to get themselves in play. Wolfgang Prentice is back on the pitch. Working that near sideline, Ownby pressing. Mogel Jr. and Ownby collecting to keep that ball in bounds. Manny Perez working that sideline again, and it's back to Tosh at midfield in the defending half now for Louisville City. Oakland kind of just defending for their lives right now, frantically chasing the Louisville City players around the pitch to make sure they don't allow them to get open, but Louisville City looks really urgent going forward. Tosh to Winder up ahead now. Tellefson. Now Perez working inside channel. Now down to the corner. It's Winder. Down to Ownby. Ownby scooting across to Tellefson towards the mouth of the goal. Headed out again nicely. This time by Clementa. And now it is Louisville back in the attacking half. Mogel Jr. sends one towards Blanchett. That almost had a sniff of the goal. Blanchett covers and in the 68th minute, approaching the 69th now, Oakland trying to slow the pace after a few Louisville City chances. Really good shot there from Carlos Mogel Jr., though. And it was a shot that he was able to keep low and was able to drive through it. So it kind of shielded Blanchett from being able to see it until the very last minute. But a nice look there from Mogel. And now entering the match. For Oakland will be Irokozi Donasiano. I knew I wouldn't get that right in the first try. He is a very lovely name. Irokozi Donasiano, number eight for Oakland, as well as number 15 for the Roots, Daniel Gomez, as well. Gomez will be in. Excuse me, Sedeno will be in for Lindo Mfeka.
Gomez was coming in for Parentis. Parentis, excuse yes. me. So Wolfgang Parentis out. Gomez in. When both teams make so many subs like this, it's hard to keep track of who's coming out, especially with the number of players that Oakland has had go down, quote-unquote, injured, receiving treatment. And Donaciano has popped into the match as well for Trayvon Reed. Cedeno enters for Oakland as well. Stoppage, of course. Throw in far side for Clementa. In the 70th minute, about halfway through. The second half with a little more intrigue as well. We had the drama at the end of the first half. Casey Whitfield, Joey Lindstrom, and our producer Spencer Brown back in the ESPN Louisville studio. So glad you're here with us tonight. As we enter the 71st minute, Oakland Roots lead 1-0 over Louisville City. Up to Johnny Rodriguez in the attacking half for Oakland. Now it is Martins Powell gaining some traction. Over to Clementa and Barbier. Alongside Tarek Morad. And here's the chance now. It's Wilson Harris. Near post, left side, out to Ownby. Can he get the chance? It trickles in! Brian Ownby! Louisville City ties it up. His third goal of the 2023 campaign. You talked about how he could be the game changer coming in, and that's exactly what he did. Made me a little nervous on that goal, though, because Wilson Harris does really well to pick up that ball off a bad turnover, gets his head up and crosses it to Brian Omi. Brian Omi is wide open at the six-yard box and decides to take a touch before having the shot, and it wasn't the cleanest touch. It kind of bounce, bounces up on him. And so making me nervous because Blanchett is coming out on to Brian Omi, and Omi heads that one away after it bounces up and dives to make sure he gets the contact. That is excellent, excellent from Brian Omi, and that is that goal-scoring mentality that Louisville City has been lacking so far in that final third, doing whatever it takes to score, and now it's game on. Brian Omi entered this game in the second half, makes an immediate difference, just like... We maybe thought he would. And the veteran, 12-year veteran, fourth year with Louisville City. In the spirit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he might be Master Splinter over here. <laughs> I love it. And we are all bowing to Sensei at the moment. Here we go. Attacking half for Louisville City. Can this ignite the boys in purple? Working outside, defended away. Targ Marad got his collar tugged. And this will be a free kick in the meantime after a foul by Oakland. 10,583 strong cheering on the boys in purple. Well, I think something to note from a tactical standpoint is this whole half, Oakland has been sitting deep. They've been committed to staying in their defensive structure, and now all of a sudden they're having to flip the script and push players forward. And Louisville City has done very well to create chances, even with Oakland sitting so deep. So I'm, I'm interested to see as Oakland pushes numbers going forward, that's going to open up space for Louisville City to play into. So I think these final minutes are really going to be an open game, and it's really going to be exciting to watch. This free kick will be inside channel. Over on the right side from the point of view of Blanchett, it is Oscar Jimenez and Mogel, Carlos Mogel Jr. Mogel Jr. over to Blanchett. 
and he catches it right away in the mouth of the goal. Blanchett barking orders to the rest of his Oakland Roots squad. Big reason why he's been so good this season and leads the USLC in saves and shutouts. But Ombi got the better of him in the 73rd minute. And we have a player down. That is Louisville City's Manny Perez with a cramp. They were going to see a lot of that. That's Johnny Rodriguez helping maneuver good, that muscle. Good sportsmanship there. But I, I, think, I think we all know. That, that you love to help a brother out. Especially when that happens. That cramp. is not fun. Yeah, that, that is, is the worst fun. feeling. And I think because of the heat, we're going to see a lot of that. So players making sure that anytime they have an opportunity like this, when a, a player is down to replenishing those fluids, getting some of the electrolytes back in there. We used to have uh, gummies that we would eat. Same. To, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the little gummy yeah, chews. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I remember being in the middle of the game, and one of my teammates ran on the field and was like, here, I brought you some gummies in the middle of a match. And, <laughs> you know, you got to do whatever you can to make sure that you're able to play the whole match. And now we get to see in for Manny Perez. First action tonight for Kyle Adams, a six-year player, fourth year with the club. On loan from San Diego Loyal. But he will remain with the team after this season, of course. With the situation over in San Diego. Now we have back to play. It is Blanchett scooting over now into the defending half for Oakland. Winder briefly had a chance with a memo Diaz. Johnny Rodriguez scooting down to the near side. This is Barbier. Working towards the corner against West Sharpie. Scoots it down to to Boyd. Now inside. Excuse me, Trayvon Reed. Morad back to the def- uh, attacking half here for Oakland. Memo Diaz inside to Rodriguez. Rodriguez scoots down to Barbier. He has time and space. Barbier scoots down to Reed. Reed! And it got deflected over top the cage by Kyle Adams. Again, some nerve-wracking moments. Oakland coming forward with a lot of energy, and that's what they needed to do because they've been sitting in quite a bit. But there, Oliver Zimla coming off of his line really aggressively at a difficult angle there, and Kyle Adams sliding in. That one had some weird spin on it. I think fortunate it didn't hit the back of the net. A little note for the lineup change, though, for Louisville City. With Adams coming in, he will slide into the center back spot, and that's going to push Wes Sharpie out wide to be that wing back that's going to fill Manny Perez's positioning. So a little bit of a different uh, back line, and that just goes to the credit that they they, they have and yep. the trust that they place in Adams to be able to sub him in a big game like this and, and know that he's going to come in and be able to make a difference. 23 games played this season, 21 starts. We've got 24 games now played. This is Memo Diaz in the near side corner for Oakland in our 77th minute, 76-25 on the clock. Adjacent to him is Cedeno. Diaz and Cedeno. Ombi over there to try to block the corner. Crossing pass inside. Headed away by an Oakland Roots player. Inadvertently, most likely. Now it's Barbier over top. Sharpie smartly heads that one out of bounds, but it's out the end line. So this will be a fo- another corner following for Oakland. Good clearance there from West Sharpie. It's a, it's a safe mat, a safe header there to make sure that 
he doesn't head into the back of the net. He doesn't know who's around him, so just making sure that he gets it away to safety. Again, Cedeno and Memo Diaz. Diaz crossing inside. Kyle Adams heading out. He's full of energy right now. Back over to Trayvon Reed. Entry pass, long diagonal, shot on, and uh, Winder was there to deflect with the back of his boot. Now working back to Oakland in the defending half at the center circle to Daniel Gomez. Trying to get it up into the spot of Reed, and Wes Sharpie is there. He's been putting in a lot of miles tonight at the back line. Now to Martins Powell in the center circle. Now Wilson Harris into the attacking third, and here you go for Louisville City. Chance here. Tellefsen was deflected away by Barbier and Clementa. I think Tellefsen just televised his pass a little bit too much. Everybody knew that he was going to try to pass it to Ombi, where I think maybe if he like fakes the pass and tries to get in line, then plays the pass, yep. it's going to be a little bit more successful. That was a a spot where he, I mean, he's put the ball in some nice spots. Of course, the, the, to get to the Ombi goal, that was a spot where he needed to put in a better in a better chance. Exactly. Now it is a throw-in on the far side, near corner on the wing for Oakland. And it is Memo Diaz throwing in. 79th minute of play. Boy, this is flying by. Working in the corner. Now it's Kyle Adams, near side, inside channel, left of the goalkeeper. Zimler, uh, Zimler, excuse me. Back up to Hackshaw in the defending half and third for... Oakland after the clearance. Back it, over to Blanchett. This allows Louisville City to be able to push out of their back a bit. They've been playing a lot of defense as the momentum has shifted towards Oakland a bit. So Louisville City needs to see if they can begin to get a little bit more possession in their half of the field. Here comes Trayvon Reed. Near sideline. Time and space for Trayvon Reed out of Jamaica. Working against Mogel Jr. And Mogel Jr. did an absolutely classy job on that defensive effort to stop Trayvon Reed. He was humming towards that goal. It was an excellent challenge from Carlos Mogel Jr. He timed it beautifully, was patient, and then it was a perfectly timed tackle to be able to eliminate any sort of threat. This is Brian Ombi. We're going to the center circle now far side. Far side back to Ombi. Louisville City. Ombi trying to work that left foot. Tries to cross and is deflected by Clementa. And it'll be Oscar Jimenez in the corner for Lou City in the 80th minute. One thing that Brian Ombi does is he's all over the place, so he might be lined up as a right winger, but that doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to stay on that right side, and that's what makes him so threatening and so dangerous. Substitution for Oakland Roots, it is Palais, number 18, in for number 17, Johnny Rodriguez. Switching out strikers are the Roots. Anwar Palais, originally out of Macau, Colombia. And I think what they're trying to look to do here is to get some fresh legs up top so when they do turn the ball over, maybe looking to play that quick release ball over top to have some fresh legs go against some tired back leg legs. Cross pass up to Ownby from Kyle Adams in the attacking half. Now it is Charpie sending the ball way over top the sticks. I love Wilson Harris's reaction. He just kind of like throws his hands up. It's like, like what, what are, are we you do doing? What are we doing? Why are you shooting that there? I, it's another one of those those shots like Ray Serrano had um, 
there at the top of the box, but just one of those hopeful opportunities of you don't know if that's going to go in, and it's it's not really one that you need to take. That is Tarek Murad, I believe, getting the yellow card. If so, is that not his second? That would be a second yellow card if it is Murad getting the yellow card. There's nobody getting ready to substitute, so it's possible that it's not on him, and it could be on... Because he had the yellow Clementa? card um, when he fouled Winder going forward. So if that is who the yellow card is on. Yeah, it, it, Danny Cruz is, is asking the line official. Who's the, yeah. That's his second one. No, he's, he's throwing up the deuce. Yeah, and Danny Cruz also needs to be careful because he is on a yellow card as well. So I understand the frustration, and there needs to be some clarification on who this yellow card is on. Well, regardless, West Sharpie, here he comes in the attacking half. And another contact play by Tarek Marat. Now they're trying to scoot over down in the corner to Ownby and a push from West Sharpie. That will be a foul. He pushed down Trayvon Reed on the outside channel near side about 30 yards from the mouth of the goal. This game just getting chippier and chippier as both of these teams, one, are getting tired legs as this game goes on, and then two, both of these teams in positions where they, they need the win. So, again, it's going to come down. The officials need to make sure that they keep control of this match and don't let it get out of hand. The only difference between these two teams in overall record is one win. Oakland is 11-7-7, and, and Louisville 10 wins, 8 losses, and 7 draws. If both these teams were to get a draw, it would be their 8th draw each this season and a point of course in the standings but doesn't really help you in the long run especially if you're louisville city looking outside in fifth in the eastern conference oakland they could they could do well to get a draw here because they're still third in the west now this is played back to blanchette down to the defending half for oakland and gomez scooting ahead Yellow card was awarded to Hackshaw is okay. what the official word is. Um, I believe maybe the what, stadium. Maybe what we saw is Marad coming up to, to argue to, it to because argue he's the it, captain, yep. maybe coming in to step in. But then he also has to be careful because if he comes in and says the wrong thing, that's a yellow card that's too. Right. You know? That's so right. It, it, you just have to be careful with it. But it, it, I think it was awarded to Hackshaw. This is Pelaez. We're going to head in the attacking third. Now to Cedeno. Inside channel. Working towards the near side post about 10 yards from the box. Now Cedeno approaching the box again. Now Powell scooting ahead, all six, seven of him. Powell nicely done, but it's parried away there by Clementa. Now in the attacking half. And Hackshaw contending with Powell once again. Clementa wanted a call after he tried to slide that ball away from Powell. I don't think he's going to get anything from his plate. Yeah, that's not a foul there. I, I think that's just a coming together of players. It, it's not a foul. It's literally just two players challenging the ball. So I think the right decision from the referee not to give uh, the foul there, but Carlos Mogel Jr. hitting the ground. He was a little slow to get up off his challenge in the box against Trayvon Reed and was uh, limping a bit there. So I think we will probably see Gibson. But I'm wondering then if that this would be the final sub for Louisville City. It would be yep. their fifth sub in the final window. So not sure if they're going to use it now or, or wait and see. But I, I, I don't know if you want him to continue. Yeah, Tyler Gibson will sub in for Carlos Mogel Jr. And he's been a, a big factor tonight. He had that big stop in the in the defensive third, almost close to the six, really on Trayvon, run, Trayvon Reed's run. By the way, Trayvon Reed is also going to come out for Oakland uh, Oakland Roots 
and Ryan Herr will be entering for the boys in the white and mosaics on the shoulders. Properly cool uniforms, by the way. I know he said at the top of the broadcast, but this is a great color matchup. It is, but both teams now using all of their yep. substitutions. So the only way that a player could come out if they get injured is if it is a concussion substitute, and then in that case, the other team would be granted an additional sub. But if a player just goes down injured or cannot continue and it's not a concussion, the team will have to play a man down. So therefore, if the goalkeeper gets injured, a player on the field will have to step in and play goal, goalie. No one would want that. No one wants on that. that. <laughs> <That's not it. laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they just didn't give him gloves either? You know, you have to, just if you're really going to go you know? all in, you really, yeah, no chance. That might break a finger or two. Who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be in goal with some of these shots that are, no. are coming at you. So. No, we've seen the, the effort that Blanchett has had to make. And yes. he's the best goal scorer in the league, right? Or most goalkeeper in the league right now, right. rather. And, and his, his time to get himself collected and settle down for a second. But this is going to be a yellow card. Is that for Hackshaw again? It is. No, it is going to be on Blanchett for okay. wasting time. Okay. Yes, yes. There you go. So, and that, that is the absolute right call there. He has been wasting time all game long. So, credit to the referee for making that decision and giving the yellow card. That's that's the right call. Now, Tellefson, we're going to the inside channel. Oakland gets it back. Murad scoots over to Clementa. Inside channel, working ahead now in the attacking half, working towards the attacking third. Sedenia, Sedenio rather, scoots back to his teammate, and now Powell. A nifty job to steal that, but it's going to be a foul on Martins Powell. And I think that's a it's a it's a Martin tough one because it, uh, there is contact there, but then how much did the defender embellish it? And so, and it's also frustrating because Wilson Harris would have been on the run. Here's Memo Diaz and saved. Well, maybe not a save on the score sheet. But Ali Zemla just dove for that ball. It was heading into the box, and he dove on it to prevent a chance. Now back to Tyler Gibson and Zimla. But that's great goalkeeping from Zimla, and that's something that he does so well is staying engaged in games. He hasn't had his name called to make a save a whole lot this game, but when he needs to, he's always been there for his team and staying locked in and staying engaged. Hackshaw sends this one over to the sideline, a far side corner. Morgan left to right is uh, Louisville City. And this will be a throw in. It's tossed inside to Tellefson. Now working towards the box. Winder. And it's just over his foot. Out at the end line. Back to Blanchette. In the 88th minute, we are tied 1-1 to here in Louisville. A decent service in there from Oscar Jimenez, but again, it's just a little bit too high. He had three runners in the box and wasn't able to hit any of the three there, so just needs to be a little bit sharper on the services as we get into these final few moments. Brian Ownby is dictated the man of the match so far today. Sponsored by Lynn, Fan Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training. Gibson working in the defending half for Louisville City. Now it's Wilson Harris scooting over to Ownby near side, about 10 yards from the box. Ownby back to Gibson in the attacking half. Down to West Sharpie. 
Looping over to Kyle Adams in the attacking half as well, closer to the center circle. Back to Gonzalo, uh, Oscar Jimenez. Gibson back down to West Charpy. He will work towards the corner. Finds Ownby inside the box. Ownby got slid on by Tarek Morad, the former Louisville City player. And now Brian Ownby helping out his former teammates because he's got a cramp as a corner will get set up here. Well, that's a great effort there from Ombi. It's a nice little through pass to find him there and a good sliding effort to make sure he got on the end of it. So many times players would just let it go or let the defender clear it away, but not Brian Ombi. He's going to slide in, and that's how he earned this corner of the set piece and a great opportunity as we're nearing the 90th minute mark to go into stoppage time to get that go-ahead goal. 89 and a half has passed approaching now 90 as we await stoppage oscar jimenez in the near side corner the vi-fi corner kick and with that sends it crossing inside it was headed by martin powells lofted in the air still in the box hackshaw boots it out and it is back over to Oscar Jimenez, now crossing again, and it's headed away by Murat. Brian Ownby is hanging out in the attacking third. On the far side, gets it over to Winder, working against Daniel Gomez. Now Ownby back again. Gomez, contact, foul, Oakland. I don't know how Powell's missed that header inside the box. And so I'm, I'm not sure what happened there, but it's a... Great opportunity sent in. Now a free kick sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. So the the fourth official, Matt Geringer, throw up a seven. Jimenez crossing. Powell's off the near post. Blanchett didn't even get a hand on it. As he falls down and corrals this save. What a chance. It's not going to get any closer than that for Powell's. And he senses that frustration. Hits off the post. It's a beautiful service in. And Powell's does so well to get on it. I think Blanchett might have had that near post covered. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a it was close, close one. It was but close. Powell's so well using his height there to to get on the end of that one and um, fans again booing Blanchett for wasting time and taking his sweet time to get up Blanchett loops this one ahead now into the attacking third for Oakland it is Pulais out there. Barbier scoots it inside to Pulais back again in the attacking half. And over to the back line to Clementa. Now it is Memo Diaz. Advancing. Working, looking. Back over to Pulais. Chance here. Now over to the near side. Brian Ownby pokes that one away. Back over to Clementa. Barbier is shaking his head. He thought he had a chance there. They scooted all the way back to Blanchett as he clears and the fans meet him with boos. 
Marad works up ahead and clears. This will go back to Louisville City. And it was an offsides call there, so Louisville City able to push numbers going forward. This has been such an exciting stoppage time, and seven minutes is a long time to be able to come back into it. But, I mean, there were so many stoppage of plays, so many injuries, so I think it was it's rightfully granted. Working up ahead, Powell's briefly had that chance. It's going to be collected by Blanchett once again. Blanchett a little bit risky here, taking his time. He's only got 10 seconds technically to be able to play the ball, but he plays it on the ground, which is smart. Fans, again, letting him know how they feel about it. Run and chase. Anwar Pulais, he takes a shot. And it's deflected and parried away by Ali Zimla. That was close. He took that shot 15 yards away from the 18. Wow, what a shot that was. I mean, what a save, though, from Oliver Zimla to get fingertips on that one. This one was crossed in. Back over to Pelize, now in the attacking half. Murad skying this one up top, and it bounces into Zimla's hands once again. I'm still speechless from the save from Oliver Zimla. I just saw the replay of it, and holy cow, how he was able to get his fingertips on that one. That one was going in the back of the net. That would have been the game-winning goal right there. Now into the near side corner. Barbier sends it cross. Two Oakland players run into each other. Martin Powells boots this one away in contention with Memo Diaz, but it's going to be a foul on Powells and a throw-in for Oakland. In the far side corner, working right to left once again. And is that offside? I think the call was overturned after having a discussion with between the referees. It, it, it was given as an Oakland throw, but now it was changed to a Louisville City throw. So I, I believe the center referee talking with the assistant referee to overturn that call. Adams drops this one ahead. Winder working in the center circle. Hackshaw skies this one now into the far side corner. It's Memo Diaz and offside for Oakland. Very nicely done, though, from Louisville City because all of the Oakland players would have been offsides in that situation because they were able to step and get their lineup so quickly. Now Louisville City needs to see if they can begin to get something forward. There's maybe a minute left within this stoppage time or so, and so they have to see if they can get that final opportunity, that final look on goal. This is crunch time. Down to Ownby. Near side, outside channel. Back to Ownby from Winder. Ownby. Got a little bit of space, and her contended with him. This will be a free kick sponsored by Fifth Third Bank. Brian Ownby gaining that charge there from Ryan Her. This is one of those moments, though, that you wish Cameron Lancaster was in the game because this is his shot. So I, I think we could see Wilson Harris take this shot. We've seen him score from about this distance as well on set pieces in years past. 
So I think it could be a shot from him or potentially Oscar Jimenez. I think either one is going to be a dangerous look, but this is this is a set piece that will be a shot on target because of the distance, because of the location. So if you're a Louisville City player, you have to run in and crash the goal and force Blanchett to take his eyes off the ball, maybe for a second, look for those rebounds, but this will be a shot. It is eight yards in front of the box. A wall of four Oakland Roots players in front of Oscar Jimenez and Wilson Harris. They lie on either side of the ball. This is what the USL is made of. Jimenez, it got blocked in front by uh, Tarek, Tarek Morad, and it's scooted over. Now Jimenez working against Oakland Roots. Over to Brian Ownby, far side, working to the inside of the box. Ownby scoots ahead. Hackshaw once again booting that one away, and it'll be a corner. Brian Ownby sets it up for Oscar Jimenez. I imagine this will be about the last play of the game, you would think. So the last opportunity to see if Louisville City can get a look on goal. Jimenez just popped it over to Ownby. Ownby inside the box, was looking for Powell's. Now it's Gibson with the ball at his feet, 10 yards from the 18, over top. Jimenez! Cowabunga, dude! And Louisville City seizes the lead in clutch time. I have chills from that goal. That was so absolutely incredible. I mean, what a finish from Oscar Jimenez. It was a beautiful cross to him. And off the volley, which we've been talking all game about what a difficult shot that is. He absolutely buries it in the back of the net. It's a Heck of a finish there <laughs> from Oscar Jimenez. I mean, absolutely speechless on this one. Uh, I Unreal. Diagonal unreal. pass. Gibson to unreal Jimenez. Real finish there. Gets past Blanchett. Near side, far post. In the air off the <laughs> ball. The ball doesn't even bounce. It's in the air off the service, which is so difficult to do. You, if you... If you aren't watching this and you didn't see that goal, you gotta look you that gotta one look up. That up. That's an amazing finish Epic. from Oscar Jimenez. Time has to run out shortly, and now Oakland is racing against the clock. It's pushed up into the attacking third. Hackshaw now into his own defending half. He scoots this up. Memo Diaz, and it's headed away by. Oscar Jimenez and Louisville City, after a goal was taken away, scores two in the second half. And at full time, Louisville City, the boys in purple, defeat the Oakland Roots two to one. Elation from the 10,500 fans in Lynn Family Stadium. And disappointment from Oakland, of course, after late game theatrics. Seven extra minutes. <laughs> Stop, stoppage time 
gets it done for Louis, is enough for Louisville City to get it done. I think this is the most exciting stoppage time in both halves that I've ever seen in any sort of game. I mean, what a performance from Louisville City to go from going down a goal after getting a goal taken away and then to be able to fight their way back and to finish the way that they did. Wow. The first half was a bit bleak until the stoppage time in the first half uh, after the own goal by Blanchett off of Jimenez's free kick, mind you. To come out in the second half, a little bit of a slow start, you were beginning to think they just need a little bit of juice. Well, after about 12 minutes of play, Brian Ownby enters the pitch. He gets the boys going. And then from there, it was, when is the tug-of-war going to end? And finally, Oscar Jimenez gets the goal to go. And <laughs> just an amazing finish. I mean, I feel like, again, I need to just be able to have a minute to, like, collect yeah. my thoughts after this one because this was an amazing performance from Louisville City at home. It showed grit. It showed the fight that they needed to have. And what a moment for them. That last goal brought to you by Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. What a finish for Louisville City. We will take a break and be back with you for the post-game reactions. Casey Whitfield, you are listening to ESPN 680 and 105.7 and ESPN Louisville. Be back with you in a second. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. The collection of items in our household from Louisville Furniture is up to four now. Two dressers, a bed, and a table in our house have all come from Louisville Furniture. Why? Simple, because they have great furniture at great prices. And maybe the biggest reason, they have so many items in stock in their warehouse. That means it can be in your home in a matter of days. And right now, Louisville Furniture has deep discounts up to 65% off and 0% financing options available as well. That's Louisville Furniture, right by the Middletown Water Towers. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app.
It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. Post-game show, Joey Lindstrom alongside Casey Whitfield. Louisville City victors over the Oakland Roots. Two to one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night. And I think they had a little bit of extra juice in that second half to get it done. Oakland had scored in the 51st minute, so 45 plus their six there. Um, and then after the own goal by Louisville City, Brian Ombi comes into the match at the 60th minute, subbing on, and he gets a goal in the 71st. And then right at the end, man on the spot, Oscar Jimenez, 90 plus eight after stoppage time. Insane ending your post-match reaction. I feel like in this game, I went through every single emotion possible because there was just so much. I saw you were standing, you were sitting, you were kneeling, you were praying. Everything was happening. (laughs) I mean, it was such a great performance, I think, overall from Louisville City. The first half, they looked strong, they looked good, and then to to go up a goal that then gets called back after five minutes, basically, of you thinking that you scored and then all of a sudden, yeah, no, you didn't score, um, to then turn around a minute later, basically, and give up a goal the way that you did, a very poor give up on a goal, and have to go into halftime with a 1-0 deficit and really have to come together as a team, put the pieces back together and come out in the second half and put together the performance that they did. It was absolutely incredible. I think so many players had great games tonight. Jorge Gonzalez played really well. I think Brian Ombi played really well. Martin Powell's, I think, came on and had a big impact. Carlos Mogel Jr. had a great game. The whole back line, I really think, besides the goal that they gave up, had a great game. And then the goal that Brian Ombi scored, just a sheer hustle effort goal. Great ball from Wilson Harris and Ombi. Again, like I said, making me nervous with the touch that he decided to take, popping it up, but then heading it home. And I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of talking about that Oscar Jimenez goal because that was one heck of a shot. I mean, to be able to strike that ball as cleanly as he did off of a cross is extremely difficult. I would challenge people to try to go and do it and watch how many times you fall flat <laughs> on your face. I know for sure I could not do that. <laughs> it is not easy and he made it look effortless and it was just a picture perfect ending for louisville city tonight it, it really felt that way they needed this win absolutely they have eight more regular season matches everybody plays everybody this season when you get to that 34th it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy this was the 26th for both squads and by the way fans when louisville city wins you win this season Lou city has partnered with wendy's to give you a free small frosty if the boys in purple win no purchase necessary offer valid the following day after the win, which that's nice, had to head to a part, any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem with the Lou City win. Go get yourself that frosty. Well, I want to say with the eight games that they have left, only three of them are home. Yep. So yep. it is going to be a very difficult spell um, in September, a grueling September for them, and to be able to go into that after this performance, after this night here at Lynn Family Stadium, to win with such fight, such grit, such determination is what they needed to kind of put in place going into going to play Colorado, then going on the road to play the Rowdies, to only have one home game in September. One. 
They've improved their home record to 7-5-2 and two now this season, and that's going to help when you can win at the Lynn. There's no doubt about that. Charleston Battery did win. They went full-time 1-0, uh, so they moved to 49 points in the standings. Loose City will gain three to go to 43, so they still now remain in that fourth spot. They move up to that fourth spot, and what's special about that, too, they can parlay that and give, get some momentum now going forward. Absolutely, and I think – this game for them tonight, they, they switched back to that 4-3-3 formation that we had been used to seeing them play uh, previously, and I think they did it very well tonight. They were able to apply the pressure that they needed to. They were able to force Oakland not to be able to play through the middle of the field, force them to go around the back, over the top, and I think that played into their favor. And then offensively, they were able to be more creative because they had more creative players available to them, and they, the pairings that Danny Cruz put out there, I think, allowed them to be more successful going forward offensively. You mentioned at Colorado Springs, at Tampa Bay, San Diego Loyal at home. Then it's a three-game stretch all on the road after that. You you said it. I didn't. I, I knew what you said, but then looking at it on paper, oof. Yeah. That's that's a heck of a that's a heck of a run to go against two tough teams, Colorado Springs and Tampa Bay. Come back to San Diego, and then go on the road to play Miami Loudon in New Mexico. Yeah, that's it's, a toughie. It's it's gonna it's gonna be hard. But, but they can they can rest their laurels in their head on this win tonight, a two one victory over the Oakland Roots, and just an absolutely beautiful effort. Oscar Jimenez and ninety minute stoppage time add eight onto that. That is what it took for Louisville City to get the game winner. An absolutely beautiful effort implored by Louisville City. We will take a break and finish up our post-game show. You are listening to ESPN 680 and ESPN Louisville 105.7. You may have been born to be wild, but you weren't born to be dead from a needless motorcycle crash. So when you're even just a little impaired, you do not get your motor running. You do not head out on the highway. What you do is get a ride from a sober friend, a taxi or rideshare service, or public transportation. Because you may be looking for adventure, but you're not looking for trouble. Please ride sober. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Piccolo. 
Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. Joey Lindstrom, Casey Whitfield with your producer, Spencer Brown, back in the ESPN Louisville studios. A look ahead, we were talking about a little bit, a lot of road travel for this team. They head out to Colorado Springs next Saturday, and then they head down to Tampa Bay. There is a promotional event going on for Louisville City fans to possibly win a trip down to Tampa Bay as maybe a little bit of a, you know, Midwest Who to Who doesn't want to go down stop. to the beach, too? Exactly. I was just down in Tampa Bay recently. Oh, I saw the Rowdy Stadium. I would love if I was a Louisville City fan to get down there at some point. I mean, that is that is an epic. That would be an epic place to go. Then back home uh, against San Diego Loyal. Then you go on the road, Miami, Loudoun, and New Mexico. Man. And I asked you during the break, but, I mean, and you weren't quite sure, is it charter, is it commercial? All that can add to a lot of the uh, the psyche of being a player in this league. Especially when you're traveling this great of distance. Because, uh, I mean, there's probably not many direct flights out of Louisville yeah. to these locations. Right. So a lot of times you're having layovers, you're having stops, and uh, travel has been very unpredictable, as I'm sure many of you know, with flights being canceled, flights being changed. So there's a whole lot up in the air because none of these are really drivable locations. They're kind of really spread across the United yep. States. So the month of September, they're going to get a bunch of frequent flyer miles, that's for sure. Um, but it, it creates for a very difficult month because you are on the road so much. You're away from home so much, away from your families, for many of them, away from kids, you know, so that that – that takes a toll on you, especially when you're coming into the most difficult, the most grueling part of the season where every single point matters. To have this tough spell, I think, is really going to be the biggest test for them on, on how the playoffs are going to go because as of right now, where they're sitting, they could potentially host a home game, but yep. maybe not very many home games like we're used to having. Yep. We're used to being able to play out all the home games here at Lynn Family Stadium. Where we are right now, if – things stay the way they are that might not be the case so being able to get comfortable on the road get comfortable traveling um is is going to be critical and some some fun matches though within this spell i think tampa bay to get to see them on the road but yep. then to Rematch finish off the yep. season playing tampa bay here at home so i mean some some good matchups but september is going to be a massive challenge i think eight matches to go and and you said it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a challenge. By the way, Louisville City has never in its club history been on the road for a playoff game uh, to open to open the playoffs. But they supplant themselves into the top four for now with eight matches to go. An incredible effort. Uh, wanted to touch on one more thing. Racing Louisville tomorrow at uh, NJNY Gotham FC. And you can watch the girls in purple let it rip. This is a big opportunity for them coming up at the end of this this uh, NWSL season. Massive, the home massive, massive game for them because they're sitting right outside that playoff position. And within the NWSL, the top six teams get in. Right now, Racing is sitting eighth with 20 points with O.L. Reign in that last uh, playoff spot with 24 points so just barely outside of the playoffs Gotham sitting fourth with 25 points so we can see how tight the top of the table is Portland only 28 points sitting first so I mean yep. it's such a difficult league and you have to show up every single game because 
any team can beat anybody on any given night. Even the last place team can show up and beat the first place team. That's just the beauty of the NWSL. All of the World Cup players making their way back, so yep. squads getting back to full strength. Players able to get themselves back into the lineups, get the groove going before the playoffs. So very excited for racing Louisville tomorrow. Definitely be checking that one out, and everyone should be as well because it's going to be a really fun matchup versus Gotham, who is really flipped the script from them from last season. Gotham's looking very strong, putting the pieces together, but I love racing. Very excited. Hopefully they can break into the playoffs this season. That would be exciting for Amazing. this city. Yes. Lynn Family Stadium would be busy as ever. It better be. As it usually is come <laughs> fall. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, tonight's final score, 2-1. to one. Louisville City over Oakland Roots brought to you by Gorski Law Office. This postgame presented to you by Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. 2-1 Louisville City. They move themselves into fourth place. Casey Whitfield, a pleasure. Thank you for welcoming me in today. Yes, this thank you for coming. It was so fun. And what a game you got to what see and call match. as yeah. well. I, I feel lucky. I feel like I'm going to get a call. Your first game here at <laughs> Lynn Family Stadium as That's well. Right. And uh, I feel like I'm going to get a call from Jeff. He's like, you got the, one of the best games exactly. ever He's when I was so gone. Jealous. <laughs> He's going to be big time jealous. But I'm Joe Lindstrom filling in for Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield, an all-star on the color commentary. Our producer, Spen Br Spencer Brown, excuse me. Uh, no, he's going to come in my ears, but you just messed up my name. Spencer Brown, <laughs> our producer back in the ESPN Louisville studio. Thank you so much for your efforts as well. This has been a presentation of ESPN 680, ESPN Louisville app, and 105.7. Saying so long tonight. We're the final mat match score. Louisville City 2, Oakland Roots 1. We will see you next time on ESPN 680. Take care. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school, 
At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. You may have been born to be wild, but you weren't born to be dead from a needless motorcycle crash. So when you're even just a little impaired, you do not get your motor running. You do not head out on the highway. What you do is get a ride from a sober friend, a taxi or rideshare service, or public transportation. Because you may be looking for adventure, but you're not looking for trouble. Please ride sober. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. 
Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 